Yeah, so that's what I don't like about Pat. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh oh. Weird. <laughs> so odd. <laughs> hey, it's everyone. It's like that was planned. Mm. No, wh- never. Why would we say that? What's a bit? <laughs> hey, everyone. What's up, uh, guys? We're here again, and we're going to talk with our friend Sam. Hi. Sam's here. I am also here. Sam is here. I made it. We all wear glasses. Finally. It's true. Look at that. This Look might that. be the smartest podcast we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, capital gains tax. Oh, we're all. Oh, okay. Let's do this one then. Double fisting it. Yay. Ha-ha. Touch tips. Gingerly. Mm. It goes down smooth. It does. It's quite good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 Bullet? Bullet. We're going to have to get some of that. Yeah. yeah. I think we will. They make a that. rye that's also very good. Ooh. If you guys like rye. I if you don't, to... try it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, uh, whatever. I don't I'll care. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah. Um, cool. So um, we're just going to talk about stuff today with Sam because he knows stuff. I, knew, I do know things. I knew he knows things. things. Um, I think our, our, our premise today is just talking about old and how old <laughs> talk, Sam talk is. about getting old. Talk about getting old. Talk about how old Sam is. Sam's yeah. 34. 30. 34. Going on 46. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. So you get your AARP card pretty soon. Pretty soon. I'm like, no joke, my dad just got his, and it was a weird transitionary period. But yeah, I mean, I am looking forward to that day. I feel like I have reverse Benjamin Button's disease. Yeah. In that so I normal age, like normally. No, no. Uh, in that <laughs> my soul aged. My soul went in reverse. Like I, my body is aged typically. Although no, I'm like more athletic now than I've ever been in my whole life. Really? Um which was, is, so that was a low bar. Yeah. Very low. <laughs> I shopped in only the husky section as a kid. Um but yeah, now uh, I just played a football game against my my high school students and we held them off. Like, they made us lose. How many children not, did you stiff arm? Uh, they stiff armed me, and I, I, t- I freaking took a hit. Um, it, was, it was flag, but, yeah, I was never really athletic. I, I've done 5Ks in the last couple of years. I've been working out. I've been losing weight. But my soul has always been very old. You know, I've always been, like, the kid that, uh, if you invited me over... You'd be like, where is he? And then I'd be out talking with your parents. You know, I, was, <laughs> I was like talking records with a girl I was seeing in high school. I was like, oh, yeah, freaking, you know, live at the Fillmore East. And the dad's like, oh, you want to talk records? And then lo and behold, you know, they just totally ditched the girl. So so you and her dad got along very we, well. He was the, the best lay I ever had. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, uh, gentle. He was so gentle and forgiving. Um, no, but yeah, I was. I've always been... Old, but getting older uh, sucks. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm again, I'm only in my 30s. Um, but like that is a badge in some weird way. That is like getting to your 30s. Getting to your 30s, yeah. Like the, my 20s were no, di- not a lot of difference. But mm-hmm. you know, I was able to like do more stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's the only real difference. Or wanting to do more stuff. Now I don't want to do anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm turning 27 in a uh, little over two weeks now. It's the cursed and age. Yeah, I'm. I, it's like your body starts to die at that age, from what I understand well, no, biologically. It's, li- it's literally cursed in rock and roll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that whole thing. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Robert too. started with Robert Johnson. Janis Joplin. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm. Uh, um, and uh, I was just telling Sam, and I didn't. I didn't get to tell you yet. Uh, I worked right before this. Sam. Mm. Sam did some physical activity. I did some physical <laughs> activity. Josh napped. I didn't have. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a big thing for me. I am very bad. That's at true. Sleep, you, you so don't. Let me, let me get points. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, we did physical activity, and um, 
I went and I did a corporate event for uh, an apartment complex, and it was it was the youngins, as I will yeah. call them from this point forward. And there was three of the most attractive women uh, that have ever come to a trivia event ever, <laughs> ever. Mm. And I was talking to them about trivia and starting and whatnot, and and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, age got brought up," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be 27 shortly. You know, I'm getting ready for that yeah. that big two seven. And they were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to be 22 in a couple months," and I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> they were like, yeah, we'll be 22. And I was like, what? Yeah. You were born in 1996? That's not a real year. You're no. you're still 11. What are you talking about? Like, and so it leads into me asking trivia questions. They didn't know who the Golden Girls were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like, no, specify. It's not that they didn't know who Blanche was or any, like no, they didn't they know, didn't the, know concept the, the concept of the, of the show. show. didn't exist. In, in their mind, like, this is the first they had heard of the Golden Girls. I feel like that's in everyone's lexicon, or at least it should be. Like, that's something that's out there that people know about. I think well, it's just going to get less and less like that. Because well, yeah. all of our, like, media is so fragmented now. Oh, sure. They, like, I think Michael Jackson was, like, the last thing that everyone knew. I mean, I wrote yeah. I wrote the, the round. I wrote that round myself. And I wrote in a, a Golden Girls question. And I wrote in a I Love Lucy question, thinking that those were the slam dunks. It was like, everybody knows these not everyone knows lost because they don't watch that kind of show right, not right. everybody knows uh the one was the sopranos and i was like eh, it's like generally like but there are like there are like you know blind and deaf babies popping out going like uh oh, be arthur you're like, like oh <laughs> i mean you know oh, yeah, you, you know, know who that is it. and no no they no, don't <laughs> they don't it's and it was i was like oh my god and i even got on the mic afterwards and i was like you guys have successfully been the first trivia i've ever done where I was, I was like, stuff. Oh, <laughs> there's old. a so there's a weird thing, especially for me being a teacher, um, where I hear like, oh, that girl's 22, and I think, oh, cool, I taught them five <laughs> years ago, <laughs> you know that, and and that's a weird thing, a switch that happened in me, I would say probably like five six years ago, where I stopped looking at like young girls and in finding them attractive it's just like put put your clothes <laughs> back on you miss where's your father <laughs> I, I get like yeah i'm like i'm gonna i'm sending you somewhere i'm getting another female over here to tell you you need to get dressed because i'm not going to be questioned for my i, I feel like we I should say. take a quick step back and yeah. actually introduce who you are oh cool we, we, we can didn't, do that we didn't say like we what can totally you do, do that yeah, so yeah, yeah. go ahead tell us about yourself uh i'm a teacher uh no i uh, I, I host some of the trivias with a uh, with Pat there, uh, I know his friend Craig uh, from college, which was many moons ago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna but, drink uh, some yeah. more of that. Dramatic sip. That's <laughs> uh, really me. Teacher by trade and uh, everything else by night. Nah, that's weird. Um, just <laughs> Especially for, lady. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> I'm a lady of the night. Now that's on that's on audio. That's recording. Yeah, um, that's forever now. That's forever. That's out there. No, I um I do I dabble in everything. I like I'm a Renaissance man, but I'm just really I'm pop culture oriented. I mm -hmm. everything that's moving music, whatever. I'm all about. Um, so trivia. So yeah. trivia. Perfect yeah. for trivia. Yeah. I'm the guy that banters way too long in between rounds, and people are like, can you get to other questions? I'm like, yeah, 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 eventually. But here, let me tell you about this beach boy that died. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That used to be Craig, and now it's you. Yeah, now it's me, because he's too busy. I can't imagine you guys living in the same... What was that like? Because, I mean, Craig's oh, been on dirty. podcasts before. It was I, filthy. I can I can, <laughs> I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I, listen, I listened to that episode, and I was laughing. It was, felt very much like those random nights where we'd stay up watching a movie and just kind of getting into whatever. We were so 
this is getting into like the the age thing. We were so in our you know college years. We were like, oh, cigars are cool, and <laughs> and uh, Amberbach is a good beer, and w- <laughs> no slamming against Amberbach or Guinness. Like we would just like go get like the shitty things that we thought were cool. People did, were, yeah, were adult, having no refined tastes. Um, and like sitting on the back porch, like waxing intellectual, which it was basically like, yeah, I think Snatch is a really deep movie when you really break <laughs> it down. We thought, you know, here's what, here's how I knew we were, we were not intellectual. We thought the Boondock Saints and nothing against it was a smart movie. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's popcorn, but it's like, my friend always says it's the dumb, the dumb guy's godfather. Like it's it's Pretty the accurate. Godfather for bros. <laughs> like, it's, fucking, it's a fucking sweet movie, man. I'm gonna get that shit tattooed on my back. It's not Clemenzo. It's not you know. <laughs> it's not like the meeting of the Tataglias and the other five families. It's it's you know Bible verse. It's okay. Some guy like basically was like page three. Who that's a good quote. Let's put that shit in a movie. <laughs> um, but I like yeah, that. Yeah, we Craig, living with Craig was was hysterical. I mean, we just laughed all the time. And we only lived together for a year. Um, we spent freshman year pretty much all together, sophomore year all together because we lived together, and then uh, junior senior year I lived with his buddy Mike, um, and Craig lived with our friend Reggie. But we still always saw each other mm-hmm. for again what I like you know like what we thought culture was eating eating wings and you know watching TV as most men do in college. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know I don't know when the switch happened with me where I was like I want more. I don't want to. I don't want to like blow smoke at my own ass here, but like, please do. Okay, uh, can we move this table then? No. Um, <laughs> I need to. I need to limber up. I gotta I limber to up here. Stretches. No, I, I. I think it may have been. This is gonna sound so pompous. When I lived, I lived in LA for two years, and like being around, in being in a new city, being in a place where like every night there's something going on, mm-hmm. really made me want to like take a step back and go, okay, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to be? And I, I realized I just want to eat everything, and that <laughs> and that kind of immersed me in other people's cultures and other in, in the ways of the world, and it was pretty neat. Did you um, go to school for teaching? No, I did not. Very okay. So very few people go to college for what they end up being. That's true. Right. I got a random call outside of uh, right after uh, college, like the the week we were graduating, from my old history teacher who ended up being a. Uh, my first boss mm-hmm. uh, at a different school, and he said, "Hey, we need a debate teacher like tomorrow." So I drove down, I interviewed, and I got it. And I was like, "Cool, I can tear up the steak and shake application." <laughs> um, and uh, I did it. I, I just kind of fell into teaching, and for three years, I I didn't like it. I knew this was not my end game. I didn't want to do this my whole life. And in my third year, my my stupid LA friends, uh, as much as I love them, were like dangling this carrot of possibility in front of me, like you're going to move out here, you're going to move out here, and I did without a plan, without a job in line, and blew through my savings, and that I fell back into teaching when I came back to Florida, and I remember thinking, oh shit, I'm good at this, and I really enjoy it, and I I can make something of myself. I got my master's, and that brought me to Orlando, and I, I for whatever reason. It was this thing that I was like, I'm actually really good at this, and I enjoy it. And that was like my first real, I don't want to say adult moment, because that's sad if it was my first adult <laughs> moment. It was the first moment I started taking stock in my life as an adult and saying, okay, this is now a shift that I'm doing. And I was probably your age. I was probably 27 when that happened. If not, uh, hold on. I'm old. Maybe, maybe, it was maybe like 27, 28. And yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. I've got to like, it's not like, it wasn't like life was kicking me in the butt, but it was more like, 
I like that I said butt, not ass. I've said fuck like 12 times. Um, That's where you draw the line. I, I can't say. I can't say it. A-S-S. Um, oh, my God. The at sign with $2 signs. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, something in me was like just kind of woke, and I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it right. Um, because you found it, your passion kind yeah, of. Yeah, like yeah, I found my passion. And um, it may not even be teaching. I want to be an administrator. I want to run a school one day, and Lord knows when that will be, if it, if it ever happens. But um, I went for my master's. Well, I was probably 28 when I started my master's, which was, or maybe even 29. No, excuse me. <laughs> I remember I was 30. <laughs> I was 30 when I started my master's. I remember thinking that was weird because most people do that like right out of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I'm teetering on the idea of doing my doctorate and I say things like that and I'm like, who the hell am I? <laughs> you guys will too have these moments. Or like, I just bought a house. You know, I'm married. I just bought a house. And man, like doing that is the... They say there nothing prepares you for how much paperwork you're going to sign, but yeah. it is. It, I suffer from anxiety, and I, every time I signed, I was getting shakier and shakier. <laughs> it was it was nuts. What I, was it? The commitment, like the thirty years of having no, because that off? doesn't mean anything. I knew because I knew that, that's like, an abstract. It's, it's yeah. an abstract thirty years. It is because it's twenty forty seven. You're you're thinking of thirty years down the down the line as an idea, but you know you're not going to stay in that house for thirty years. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell it and move on. Go on to the next one. Um, but it was it wasn't that it was the the idea that like this is something I own now this is my money going towards this right um, and I remember saying out loud like I've never signed away this much money and they said you're not signing it away it's just in the house now and that was like a total mind fuck where I was like my my equity is the house <laughs> if somebody wants like if I it was it was attached to me it was part of me now so if somebody says what are you worth I'm like that building behind me <laughs> that thing that i keep my stuff in because i used to always rent and that i didn't own anything and now mm-hmm. i i own equity it's it's a weird thing to say and to think of and then when we got married everyone was like well we got married and then we got the house but now everyone of course is like kids 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 and we're like pump the brakes we still love netflix we still <laughs> want to travel we want to do those things we can't do them with a child necessarily. Yeah, Sam's drinking right now mm-hmm. uh, at what? What is it? Six o'clock on a Saturday? Well, yes. Let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not talk time. Time's an abstract concept too. But I mean, <laughs> having a child and drinking bourbon with yeah with friends is not uh is, isn't really child well, approved. You, you just drink a little bit. No, 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 no you no. drink a lot. You drink a, oh, you drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have friends with kids, and they, it's it's not like a coping thing. It's like at the end of the night when the kid's finally down, that's what you do. You just drink. You're just like, oh, God, this just, I let's do it. It's, it's medicine. It really it numbs everything. It's a beautiful thing. So what did you want to do before uh, the teaching thing? So before, in, in formulative oh, I, times. I went to school. Uh, I went to school to be a graphic designer. Um what a waste that was. <laughs> no, truly. Shout like, out to our graphic designer friends. Yeah, truly so. a waste, uh, UCF. Um, they were in like they were in a flux period, and they basically told me I was going to be in school for like eight years. And I was like... Eight w-. years? Yeah, I was like, that's not... No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's so a long time. I switched to I switched to liberal studies cause, so I can get the hell out of there under the advisement of my dad. He was like, you'll go to get your master's one day. And again, I fell into teaching. Um, I don't know. I, I just always wanted to do something creative, and I realized, um, kind of right around the same time, I, I, I moved back from being a, a wanting to be a writer in LA, uh, started teaching again. I realized very quickly I can do anything, but you got to have the day job. Yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, that very adult decision where, oh, I like having bills. <laughs> like it's being the able worst. to pay them, you know. Yeah. If not, people come knocking on your door mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. they want money. Yeah. And if you don't have it, yeah. They get angry. And and so yeah, my my motivations for everything now are always like, am I going to be able to afford it? Which mm-hmm. before it was, am I the opportunity cost was the was the thing I would weigh out. It was like, okay, am I going to be able to afford it tomorrow? Am I going to get enough sleep? Like, <laughs> can I go to all of those concerts? Yeah, I'll figure out where the money's coming from, but can I go to all of the shows? Right. Because like I got stuff I got I also want to do. Um, now it's like literally, you know, do we can we afford it? And I always joke with my wife. She's like, we should get another dog, and I'll just I'll I'll sign to her. I'll be like, we cannot afford it. <laughs> Every time, like she like she's not getting it in any other way. So I have to resort to that. Bark bark no no no, no. bark bark no. That's gonna be our code word now. You're uh, I have to say, mm. uh, your wife does the most uh, awful Michael Caine impression I've ever. <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't bring that up. It's been brought up well, twice on this. Podcast. I've heard it has. has. It really? Mm-hmm. I brought it up. I, I did actually my own impersonation of her impersonation. That's that's awful. And, I got real meta. And yeah, right? It was, uh, uh, I think the quote that I had afterwards, Josh was laughing and I said, I didn't realize that Michael Caine had Down syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's So that's actually proposing it right now in the air. We want to do a round. She and I have joked, the round would be, what impression is my wife doing? <laughs> and people have to guess. and Because she gets the lines. I, God bless her. I love her. She's like literally everything to me. But... Her impressions are terrible, and she knows it. And she, but she'll slap me and be like, "Wasn't that good? Didn't I get better?" I'm like, "That's your bane." <laughs> she oh. thinks she thinks he says, "Who is your leader?" And I'm like, "He never that's says never, that. No, that's, that's never. That's not a line." Said. She's like, "Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does." I'm like, no. <laughs> At what point would that be relevant in the movie? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've heard you do a, a, an awfully good Christopher Walken from. I've been uh, known to. I've, I, been known I've, to. I've heard from um, from varying sources. Don't that, don't don't make this about that. I, I really we're, we're talking about to. aging. I really want to. No, but yeah. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> well, see, it's one of impressions are those things that I can never be put on the spot and do. My friend, my friend will still do this. He'll call me up and be like, "Do your Hank Hill, do your Hank Hill," <laughs> and I'm like, but "What is that? Like, what do you want me to say?" He's like, "I got friends here." That is the most uncomfortable. Like comedians always say, like you know, whenever they're on a plane. Oh, be funny. Be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a joke. And they're like, I don't tell jokes. Like, I tell, I do bits, you know. Um, <laughs> it's but a it, story. It's a story, and it's going to take, like, 45 minutes. There's some setup now. Uh, but as far as, like, my walking impression goes, I'll just, I, it's become this thing where I slip into it in my, <laughs> my day-to-day. My brother used to be really, uh, when I was living down south, my brother would call me out on it. He'd be like, you just walking. I'm like, really? I didn't it's even a, notice it's it. It's a verb now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it'd be like, he, it would be like, uh, Somebody would be like, hey, what are you making for, uh, what are you bringing for Thanksgiving? And I'd be like, apple pie. <laughs> and they'd be like, say that again? I'm like, what? The, what are you bringing? I'm bringing apple pie. It's going to be good. I've got Macintosh. I've got Granny Smith. I caught them up. Thin slices. Keep the skins on. Makes it good. <laughs> and then I just, like, it's been, there have been times where I'm like, did I do that? And they're like, yeah, you did. You slipped right into that. It was. It's, it's always just become like, a reflex. Yeah, it's like uncertain words. My, my biggest... I, I practiced my vows for my wedding so that I didn't do an impression <laughs> accidentally. Because there are times like I'll listen back to play. I'm gonna listen to this. And I'm gonna be like, oh shit, I did a, a I don't know somebody there. I sound like so and so. But uh, I, I notice I slip into impressions because I just I grew up doing that. I grew up doing voices. Yeah, it kind of just becomes a part of your yeah, your speech. Yeah, you're a your cadence, you're you you're an animated you're an uh, animated guy. So I try it, to it, using my hands a lot. I mean, it's, I don't know what else to do with I them. I don't. What do I do with them? <laughs> Um, so 
I yeah, we were we were gonna reference aging a little bit, and I mean, there's there's a couple mm. there's a couple uh, for, in my mind uh, barometers and, and different levels to aging, and I think um, one of my first, at least with me, and and I'm again only 27. I, I'm by no stretch. I say I'm old all the time, right, and I realize right. that I'm not. Right. But I think my first my first um, oh shit moment was when I moved away. I moved down here uh, by myself. Right. My family's from Jersey, so 18 years old. I, my parents moved me into my apartment, bought me a mattress. I got a couple stools. And they were like, "All right, cool. See you later." Right. And uh, as soon as that door closed, I went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone's had that moment. We were talking about that today. My my uh, my sister in law is uh, going off to college next year, um, and she and like we were having that. We were all talking about that at lunch today about the the that oh shit moment when, oh, yeah. when your parents leave. You right. wonder if they're crying too yeah. uh, on their drive home, um, and you are like, "Well, what do I?" do now you think like it's gonna be I mean, the second the door closes it's gonna be like a freaking budweiser commercial yeah yeah the streamers come down people just kick through the door yeah. and they're like woohoo and that's not what it is you are alone in your thoughts and it's <laughs> depressing and scary it's scary as fuck yeah it's like staring into the abyss like lovecraft would say you're just like it's silent and it's 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 deafening in that silence yeah yeah the it, what now yeah. yeah it's crazy in that in that moment because like i mean even uh, for the first couple of weeks, I would wake up and then go, "Where? Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't live at home. Mm-hmm. I live here. And it and it, it isn't home for a little bit. And then you start to to get you know those friendships in college and, it and whatnot. Home. And it becomes home. Yeah, you make it but, home. But that I think was my first oh fuck moment yeah. because um yeah living living so far away yeah and you're finally and I've said it to you a bunch of times but you, that's when you're finally out of the tutorial stage yeah of of life. Like, you've had this track for the first 18 to 22 years of your life. Right. And then you can just kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, it's very It's very sink or swim as well. Like, I feel like some some kids go off to school and they're like, I'm just going to be drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. And those are the kids that are drunk all the time. And, yeah. and then they grow up being drunk all the time. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of how they are. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it. <laughs> I laugh about it when I think because... Craig was that guy, from what he said. He was uh, a, a strong partier, you know, but he's made a business out of it. No, he, <laughs> w- he wasn't. He wasn't. Like I think he talks a big game uh, in that regard. Like he was, he went to parties. I didn't go to parties. I was a fucking loser. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna point that out. There. I mean, we play D and D on on our podcast. So Do if you, really? you want to come, yeah, yeah. We, we just oh, started shit, doing I gotta that. I got to start doing that. If you want to come hang yeah, out, yeah, for play sure. D&D and with then us. I got to tell you about a D and D game I know that that's going on. Without me, um, <laughs> but it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I I didn't go. I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. I was in bed by. I've always gone to bed by like eleven, um, or at least been like my pants are off by eleven, so I ain't going <laughs> back out. And then everyone would start going out like ten thirty, ten forty five, and I'm like, nah. It was a chore to get me out, to get me to do anything. Um, the late. I mean, I'm not gonna not to brag, but the latest I've stayed out once was I, I stumbled back to my friend's apartment in New York at four in the morning once. Um, that sounds like a good. About it was a great time, and that's for another. But never again. <laughs> that's, for an, that's for another show. Um, it's a whole as an adventure. But um, yeah, Craig would Craig would party. He'd go to a lot of parties, but he's a social guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew how to kind of. Ma- he got drunk a lot, but he also knew how to manage <laughs> his life. Like he, you know, he did. I mean, he did stupid things. I'm not gonna lie, but he also like was at the end of the day he cleaned his shit up and was like, "All right, 
He knew what he had to do. Yeah, he's like, no, yeah. he's very good at com- compartmentalizing That's that stuff. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good at like. I'm gonna like I, I was telling Josh um, for St. Patrick's Day I was like that's a that's a Craig holiday yeah. like mm-hmm. the, he has like four or five holidays throughout the year where he's like I'm getting blackout drunk uh-huh. and St. Patrick's Day is one of them it's St. Patrick's Day Cinco and then there's a couple other various like his birthday, his birthday. he always just he's uh-huh. like and I'm gonna drink until I can't feel my face and, and I've never done that I've <laughs> never I've only like I've done it Don't get wrong, but <laughs> I've never done it but I did. I've never, I've never gone out with that goal, and I guess that there's, there's certain types of people, and a lot of them are not me. Um, there are millions of people like that. Um, Who their yeah. goal is to just get fucked up. Yeah, the goal is just to not feel yourself. You know, not feel parts of your body anymore. Yeah, I mean, black out. I've, I've, I've I don't think I've ever blacked out. I don't uh, think I've ever blacked not out. Not at all. No, I mean, like, I've gotten spotty. Like, there's yeah. different where I'm like, um, I think this happened. Yeah, but I could have dreamed it. There were there were two moments for me. There was one in when I was visiting my friends in New York. I got back to my friend's apartment, and uh, he has a guy at the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, all I remember was getting into a cab outside of a club and saying Tribeca. That's a big area. <laughs> that is a big and area. And then getting and then waking up the next day. This is a really you wanted a name drop, right? Name drop it. Here it is. I wake up and Amy Winehouse is in the apartment because she was a twenty seven club. Wow. She was apparently the cousin of somebody that one of the roommates, and I was like in my underwear. I was like, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was like noon. I'm like, I don't know how I got there, how I got up to the uh, nobody let me in. Nobody remembers. Letting me, nobody admitted to letting me in. So Sam scaled a wall. I think he's, I think I scaled a building in Tribeca. I'm secretly Jessica Jones. Um, <laughs> and then the other time was uh, my going away party in L.A. Um, I uh, got back to my apartment and I had to have somebody carry me up the stairs. That was the first time ever because I normally fell down those stairs. I couldn't. And I had the wherewithal to say like, "I'm not gonna make it." <laughs> they brought me up. A girl physically carried me up the stairs. Ooh, yeah. sexy. No, no, not really. Because then it was a lot of sleep. <laughs> God, I got you, Sam. I think the, Thanks, the, Jenny. The only time I can remember blacking out was I was in New York also. So yeah. I think New York is just where people black it out. It happens. I'm super and okay with that. I was living with uh, seven Irish people. They didn't all know each other, but they were all Irish. Like from like, Ireland. Well, I was going to say all the boat Irish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Half of them were working, half were just on vacation. And we were sharing a 4-1 which was great. Wow. So it was eight people to one oh, bathroom. Oh, yeah, you told oh me about that. And they all drank very well, and at the time, I did not. So I just remember going out to one of their bars and then, fl- like, hard cut to me <laughs> sitting in the shower in my underwear, just, like, <laughs> wailing around, <laughs> just waiting for myself to kind of sober up a bit. Yeah, there was the time in college where Craig had stuff. He had the Egyptians, where it's coming out the front and the back, <laughs> oh, at yeah. the same time. Oh, yeah. And we just closed the door on him. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, we just walked away and said, he's going to be okay. <laughs> he's got to go through this he's himself. In, he's in the tub. He's got he's to work this out himself. He went through his own Joseph Campbell hero's journey, where there was a <laughs> yeah. he met a wizard along the way. <laughs> he saw God briefly. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. And at the end, he returned home a hero. <laughs> That's how it to at least goes. at least himself. Yes. To us, it was he horrible. Was, he but was changed. <laughs> he had the Egyptians. Oh, I've that's never, a cruise term I've learned. I've never heard it put quite that way before. It's, it's poetic. I've, I, I hope mean, I never experienced it. I've no. been there. I but Have it wasn't you? with alcohol. It was with food poisoning. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Sense. And so speaking of getting old. For me, that was my, one of my first oh shit moments. Not to say like I didn't have those in college, where like I you know blew a flat or um, you know something happened in college. Where it was like I need my dad or I need my mom. Yeah. Um, but I always had them on speed dial. They're always there. They were three hours away if I needed them. You know, from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale. 
And uh, when I was in LA, I got food poisoning. Uh, Martin Luther King weekend, 2008 or nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And my, my, my friend's wife, I was staying with my friends living out there and my friend's wife would just slide me toast under the door <laughs> and I couldn't even look at it. And I slept on the bathroom floor for about two or three days. And I oh remember thinking, I need my mom. I like what the fuck is she gonna do? But give me like you know ta- uh, a soup or whatever. Yeah. But it didn't matter. Like I just knew I needed her, and I was on my own, and it was it was weird. Like I had this. I was hallucinating. I was having like fever dreams, and I was just thinking I need my mom. And my friends, my friend's wife, several days later, as I tried to make it down the stairs. She said, you screamed at one point, I don't want to die. <laughs> and I said, nah. She's like, no, you were yelling, and I was so scared. She's like, I almost called 911, but then I realized that I didn't like you. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, thank you. If she you were like, dead, yeah. I wasn't going to be upset. No, she, she was going to be really upset, because she would have had to get me down three flights of stairs. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a lot. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of paperwork, too, if someone so dies in your house. So much. She'd be so surprised. Again, growing older. <laughs> find these things out. <laughs> so when we hid the body... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, that's um. I mean, oh god, I can only. If, have you had food poisoning? Yeah, once, and I didn't realize it was food poisoning. I was just, I was like a freshman in college and just felt really bad and yeah. couldn't eat food. So it was like two or three days. I think the only thing I ate were so you like didn't half have, a packet of saltine crackers. You didn't have anything exploding out of your body. Uh, I did, but only if I ate. So I just oh, didn't eat. No, I had food poisoning where it was like. Oh no, it's coming again. Oh, and that was just. Oh. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you about my day yesterday. Um, I, oh, I'm right. excited. So, uh, I'm, first one, yes? Well, no, so I didn't actually have the colonoscopy. Okay. Um, hey, folks, we're going to get real gross. So, we'll talk about it. I was constipated for two weeks. Ooh. That's a long time. That's too long. That's too long. I went to doctors, and the first words out of their mouth were, oh my, that's too long. <laughs> and I was like, that's why I'm here. After, like, after, like, honestly, like, eight days, I found myself in uh, uh, an urgent care place, and I was, like, telling them what was going on, what the problem was, and they were like, ooh, geez, yeah. But the, for, uh, I'm going to give you, like, the, the, the long version of this, because it's more fun. But the, the two guys bring me back, and they ask me what's going on. I'm like, thank God it's two guys, because I, and I tell them what's going on. They're like, yeah, you don't want to tell these women out here, you got to take a shit. I'm like, it's true, I don't want to. <laughs> so... Thank you. I know. <laughs> they do a CT scan. They do like, and they're like, well, there's a lot of poop in there. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and, they, and all doctors say poop. Really? All doctors say poop. It's all poop. So they don't like to say feces or, you know, oh, no. you've, got, you've got some waste packed in there. Like, no, no, you've got a lot of poop. There's I poop. Was, I appreciate that. So I did the CT scan. Nothing. No blockage. No cancer. No nothing. Then they take me to, I, then a couple days go by. I'm doing Miralax. I'm doing Colace. I'm doing vegetables. I'm doing broth. Nothing is working. Black getting, coffee all day. Well, every I, day. I always drink black coffee all day. I'm a teacher, but still, like just little <laughs> rabbit pellets, just pink, pink occasionally, oh. and I'm miserable. It's like when you have you guys live together, you know, and yeah. so, but you don't want to be the last person to fill up the garbage can, so you just keep shoving it yeah. down with your foot. That's right. happening to my bowels. <laughs> oh, sweet. Every time I ate, I felt horrible. Finally, I go to my doctor. I get into my doctor. She sees me. She's like, does some blood work. She says your blood work is fine gonna refer you to a GI I go to the GI on Wednesday Thursday and I take the, they give me the bowel prep for a colonoscopy and I said do I have to get one they said not yet take this because it's gonna clear you out I said well how do you know and the guys 
I, I, he threw his head back. <laughs> oh, you, you, how do I know? This is my, this is what I do. This will clear you out. But what if it doesn't work? And that made him laugh even harder. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to suck. And I told my dad, and my dad's like, you're going to, you're going to hate it. This is going to be awful, but it's going to clear you out. It doesn't clear you out. It completely, it's like, it's <laughs> pure water coming out of you at the end. Oh. Like, not even poop water. You're like, you're looking at it, it's clear. And it's... It's it, everything. It's, it's just all, it's your insides just... I was, I was, so I'm like very scientific, I'm very nerdy, and very methodical, and I was studying this from my phone on the toilet, which, what a time we're in, where you can do that, where I was reading up on the thing What's coming out of, out of me. me. And this stuff is incredible, because it, it basically forces... Anything that's left in your stomach out. It's like Drano. It's like Drano. That's perfect. Yeah, because it. But then, for your butthole. Yeah. And I'm watching colonoscopy videos from Sweet. the toilet and get yourself pumped up. <laughs> one of them <laughs> is like. One of them is like this He's guy did not follow the directions, <laughs> and I'm like, oh god. And you can just see it's like, it looks like the Holland Tunnel, but we filled with like eight foot walls of shit. <laughs> it's remarkable the colon um and so uh i took this and i today like last night all i had was like a scrambled egg and a sleeve of saltines and i was like okay that's all i can eat today and i lost like i put on like 10 pounds over the whole week two weeks last night i was back down to like fighting weight and i was like oh my god it's gone it's out but i drank uh i have this 64 ounce mason jar i filled with water three times glad that was water that yeah. you filled that yeah. <laughs> not the wait you had 10 pounds of shit inside of you pretty much yeah oh that's yeah. that's a lot of shit that is a lot i'm sorry you use the medical term poop poop, poop. <laughs> yes that is so medically much speaking i had i was choked with poop um <laughs> Where I was feeling like here, they even said like, "Do you feel it in your chest and your throat?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's a thing, right?" They're like, "Yeah, you're not, you're not unnormal. You're, you're totally fine." I was like, "I feel oh my poop god. in my throat." It was the weirdest oh. feeling. Yeah, yeah. That is that's unpleasant. So, but it, it it all these things, medically things that happened to me. I'm like, you question your mortality. You're like sitting in the doctor's office thinking, "What if I'm diabetic? What if I?" You know, no. you go, don't go on WebMD, by the way. Uh, what if, <laughs> oh, no. So you were you dying. Got it. Yeah. You know, all these things. And I'm at the stage of my life. My friends are having babies and, and uh, people I know are getting very old. Like I have friends that go in for surgery. I had back surgery two years ago. I'm like, I'm way too young to be getting back surgery. But no, I, I needed it. Um, so, yeah, you're it's I'm like an old car that's starting to go, man. I'm getting too much mileage. The parts on. are starting to fall apart. And you can't upgrade. You can't like you can't swap. <laughs> this them isn't out. lemon law. You're not no, allowed to No. You're not allowed to just be like, more, please. Oh. I need new. Just No, they don't allow that. Oh Yeah, it sucks. You're making me you're making me nervous for Well, I've always had like back problems, knee problems, whatever, because I'm just I'm shittily put together and grow, growing up fat, like I put too much strain on my body mm-hmm. um and not like taking care of myself ever. Were you a hypochondriac as a kid? Yeah. 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 Very <laughs> Did much that, so. Was could, that because you were fat or because you were well, Jewish? I want to know why you thought that. Well, no, I ask because I can relate. Oh, okay. Because when I was a couple years back, I started peeing a lot because I was drinking a lot of water. So yeah. So I thought I was diabetic. But of course, yeah, you forget, oh yeah, I'm also putting a lot of liquid in. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but so I can identify with- Is with the, is the hypochondriac about. because you were fat or because you're Jewish? Uh, definitely the Jewish thing. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the, the neuroses. Um, but I, I, Michael Ian Black does this bit about eating beets and then ha- shitting red, but not realizing he had eaten beets <laughs> yeah. and thinking he had shit blood. And he goes there. to the doctor. And the doctor runs through all of the questions except, did you eat beets? <coughs> and he's like, we're going to scream for cancer or whatever. And in like a last minute, he turns and he goes, did you eat beets? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, 
that's what it is. He's like <laughs> thinking he had cancer. And I, I do that every time I eat beets. And I love beets. I have beet powder and smoothies and stuff. And all of a sudden, it's just red. And uh, <laughs> This I, is bad. This my, is bad. My, my first thought is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How do I? It's not even now. What's funny is now it's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's how am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> I really do. I question like, oh, my God. What do I tell her? <laughs> so, babe, it so, came out red. It's what are you gonna It's do? over. <laughs> funny, funny enough, I, I don't said marry to her, again. I said to her from the toilet, I said, "Hold my hand," and she said, <laughs> "I'm." I draw the line at that. She said she would have given me an enema if I needed it, but she draws the line at holding my hand while I'm taking a poop. <laughs> I'm like, "What is that?" It's boundaries. That and was they're healthy. In you should honestly, you should have put it in the vows. You should have put it in the vows. Well, you should have. Funny enough, I moved in when I'm the day I moved in. I dropped my bags and I looked down. I yelled, "Honey, I'm home!" All right, this is I first moved to Orlando. I dropped my bags. Honey, I'm home. I look to the left and there's a couch at the front uh, front of the house and she's laying on it and she looks at me and she goes, "We need to go to the hospital." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" So I whispered. <laughs> this to, happened so I whisked fast. Her to the urgent care place and she had to get her gallbladder taken out. Um, and that was like my first two, three days living with somebody living in Orlando with somebody. And, and, uh, I remember holding her hand as she went under thinking like, Oh, I'm probably going to marry this girl. But I'm also just witnessed her like rocket Yoohoo out of her body (laughs) (laughs) for like two days. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, and then, I mean, I've, I've nursed her from like in drunken fits of like vomiting on the, I remember like a, a week or two before I proposed, she got sick in my car. Uh, while we were coming back really tested the yeah, love i was crying laughing spraying <laughs> her and my car down uh, oh. she's gonna she's gonna be so pissed at me cut that out you have to cut that out. <laughs> i'm so sorry i love you uh, she'll never see this <laughs> yeah she, she won't watch um so she just doesn't support me that's we fine. were that, i mean it's fine it's that's what marriage is you support her and she uh-huh, doesn't uh-huh, care uh-huh. <laughs> Equality. Mm. Um, so we were talking earlier about um, you did you did the march today. I did, yeah. Uh, and and we were discussing uh, when you kind of got uh, a political understanding, a general understanding of the world, and that's something Josh and I talk about a lot okay. uh, off camera. Yeah, we talk. He plays devil's advocate extremely well, so I'm very okay. interested to see how this kind of goes between Ooh, you guys. All right, all right. But. Um, when you got a uh, a general sense of the political scape and 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 kind of uh, cemented your views because uh, I'm currently dating a girl who is wonderful. She's great. I adore her. Um, but she has no. She's never voted in an election. Ugh. Any and I I, I and she's literally. Over 18. Yes, she's over eighteen. It's it's very important to say she's twenty five. I tell her she's twenty six because it makes so me she, feel better. She's missed out on on two. Two, two presidential, but then a slew of midterms as yes. well. But nobody votes in the midterms. Vote in the midterms. Vote in the mid- the oh last, my God, vote in the midterms. That's something I said this year. For the first time, I'm going to vote in a midterm election yeah. because I feel like it's that important. I don't think yeah. I've missed one. And that's something I've I've said to her as I was like, you need to vote in these ele- mm-hmm. this midterm because if not, you can end up with a gun in your classroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a real thing. Uh, but I've, I've just gotten... Uh, to, to manifest my own feelings about it because of what's happening and I'm trying to encourage her to do it. So I'm curious as to when you did it, how you went about it. And, and I mean, if you wanted to get on a soapbox sure. here, give uh, you the ability to do that. Soapbox. I don't want to get in a soapbox. I'll tell you what though. I, um, so again, I lived in Los Angeles, which is a very liberal, obviously Super liberal, liberal mm-hmm. town. Um, at the same time though, I was teaching in a very conservative part of town all the way in the Valley in a, in a very, Heavily Latin area, very conservative. Um, weirdly, weirdly conservative because you'd think these are people that are are um, 
threatened with deportation, you'd think that they'd want to be more liberal. Right. Um, regardless, I remember just becoming, like almost like coming online um, just before that. I was teaching government, uh, I was teaching government the year Obama got elected. Ooh, And I think that's what did it for me. Uh, it was 2007, 2008, uh, excuse me, 2008, 2009. Uh, I was teaching government for seniors rich entitled seniors in south florida in boca raton how fun was that well i mean like a stone's throw from the shooting like recently i grew up i grew up like just around the corner wow from from uh, so uh you've had friends that that went there mm -hmm. and whatnot yeah a lot of my friends actually went to stoneman douglas um my current campers still go there one of my one of my current campers was was killed during the the shooting um not yeah. current campers but a kid that i i i, I knew very well um, and a lot of the kids that I know very well go there. So it's like, that's my wheelhouse. That's my area. It's, I mean, like my, like it's your home base. Yeah. Two miles. Like a house is like two miles from that school. You walk that today. Wow. I walk two miles today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the school I used to teach at is about five miles from there. Um, but it was really rich entitled kids. Just to give you an idea, I was talking, teaching economics. I was talking about the American Express black card, which I said, you know, it's like a $250,000 spending minimum every year. And I'm like, but none of you guys would have that, right? So I turned to write on the board and I hear on the desk and I turn and there's a kid who flopped one down on the desk and he goes, I got one. And I said, I'm going to be behind my desk crying. If you need me, please don't touch me. Um, but that year, so that year I was teaching government and I objectively taught the election process. Um, I didn't want any, obviously I wanted Obama to win. I'm glad that he did. Um, that was McCain, right? Rocky yeah, the, McCain. Yeah, the first, McCain first was the first was McCain. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I'm, I flopped on that. I'm a history teacher too. Um, boo. But anyways, boo me. <laughs> so uh, I remember watching it and we would just watch the debates at face value and I would say, who do you think won? And these kids would just repeat the rhetoric their parents would tell them. Mm -hmm. Sarah Palin won. Okay, why? Because I don't like the other guy. I'm like, okay, that's not a reason <laughs> to vote. Um, and I tried to get them as informed as possible. I did political ideology quizzes with these kids where they would scale off the chart liberal or like at least moderate, but nowhere near as conservative as they said they were. Mm -hmm. Like the kid decked in camo is like, I think gay people should marry. It's totally cool. I'm like, but why do you then <laughs> adopt this persona of somebody that like that? So, because it's mom and dad. So I, my whole focus that year became think for yourselves, question what you know, and really start to read things. Just read. Just if Critical you, thinking. Critical thinking, yeah. Uh, uh, but more so than that, um, like forming your identity, forming an opinion, having an educated opinion. Um, and that's been my approach to it every year since. But that election I felt was especially important because a lot of the, I thought that at the time, was the craziest circumstances. Like Sarah Palin talking about seeing Alaska. I'm like, how is this a thing? <laughs> how are we even entertaining this? And then Obama just blew him out of the water. It's like, okay, great. Then the next one rolled around. I'm like, Romney's in, he's believes in magic underpants. <laughs> Why is this even being taught? And I, I, as a teacher, you do this balancing act where the kids have pretty much figured out what you are. Yeah. Like, but you have to be like, this is just my opinion, but I don't like the way that candidate said, spoke about this. And they're like, well, my mom said it's pretty cool. And you're like, okay, but what do you think? And I, I play that dance all the time. Cause kids should really, it's a weird thing. Kids should never really know, but they speculate. Right. Um, 
they speculate where your where your feelings lie. And there are certain things I just tell them I won't budge on, and I, we, we, we talk about that. Like when the shooting happened, I looked at them and I said, there's no reason why I should have a gun. And one kid was like, well, I have an AR-15. I'm like, do you trust me with one? He's like, yeah, you could do, you could do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I've got three stains on my shirt today. <laughs> I've tripped over that stool, like walking over here and you want me to yeah. carry a gun. So like there's certain things I don't budge on and the kids know that. Um, and we're try- they were trying to, they, they love to question me and question things. I'm like, that's great. Do you, but- en- do you enjoy that when they, when they kind of question stuff like that? Just to, is it an inquisitive thing or is it a, come okay. on, break, 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 it's break. a lot of times it's that, but um, I, I can tell when it's a difference. When they're genuinely inquisitive, I'm like, oh, yes, let's stop what we're doing. Let's talk about let's this. Let's capitalize on this moment. Yes. Let's, I, those are teachable moments, you know, where, where somebody's like, yeah, but why is that the way it is? Oh, okay. Let's, let's look at that. I, I'm like all about that. Um, but yeah, there's certain things where kids are like, yeah, your boy, your boy, uh, or your girl Hillary lost last night. I'm like, I know I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I too was awake. Um, you know, and, but that was honestly for me, got to give myself a pat on the back. Like I came into school that day and I wasn't like, I didn't say anything. I was just sort of like, all right, let's go. And one kid was like trying to goad me into it. I said, okay, so what happened? And like, well, Trump won. I'm like, okay, what did he win? And I'm like, well, this is a teachable moment. What did we win? He won the election. The popular or the electoral? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, let's look at the map. And I brought <laughs> it up. And so they were like, oh, you know, you didn't make that a class about how upset you were. I'm like, I am. But why, that's not what class should be about. That's not my job. Yeah. My job is not to bitch and moan to you kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, to your original point. It's not point, a therapy session. Yeah, right, right. Which it has been in the last, like, month because of how <laughs> shitty things are. Um <laughs> But, and I, like, I tell them, I'm like, I will do everything in my power to keep you guys safe. But really, you guys have the power to get out there and change this shit. Um, I first really became politically active, I would say probably 2012, 2010, when, when, we, uh, when the House was up in 2010. I remember thinking, oh my God, there's some really bad stuff. We had just come out of the, cri- the economic crisis, and it hit my family pretty hard. It hit everybody pretty hard. Um, and I remember thinking, this is bad. Like, this is genuinely bad. I watched both Bush elections in college and was like, eh. Actually, one in high school, one in college. And I really, it didn't affect me then. 9-11's my freaking birthday, and those two elections didn't bother me. You know, where I was like, eh, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Nothing I could do about it. I was jaded like most people. Um, but when I saw, and this just sounds so cliche, when I saw a black man get elected in our country, I was like, holy shit, democracy can work. This is a, really a thing. Um, and you can say the same about Trump getting elected. It freaking worked. Um, and apparently, it can be hacked. I wasn't aware, <laughs> I wasn't aware your election could be it's hacked. It's a real thing. It's a real it's a thing. Real thing. Um, Social for, media is amazingly powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's That's been it. I teach digital citizenship, too. And that's what like we've been talking about for like a month now. What is, what is digital citizenship? That is basically teaching kids how to safely and ethically, effectively, I shouldn't even say ethically, uh, navigate their digital lives. Uh, I give them the tools and I say, you're not gonna follow all the rules. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. And I always start off the class by saying, is it wrong to download movies? And they all go, yeah. And I said, then why do I do it? And they're all like, oh. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm gonna give you the tools. You're gonna make your own decisions. In the same way that like Starbucks has a loophole where if you go in and ask for a refill, it's free. If they don't ask you, did you get it here? Then you just got a free cup of coffee. Yeah. Like if it's your first cup for the day, that's a loophole I exploit. Is it wrong? Probably. Are they gonna? <laughs> if they call me on it, am I gonna? I'm gonna own up to it. 
So if somebody ever like sends me the bill for like, hey, you stole this movie, I'll be like, cool, I'll pay up. Hundred and fifty thousand? I'm sorry, I don't have that. I will, <laughs> I will take the jail time. Is, is that something that you implemented or is that a Yeah, for uh I I borrowed it, uh, the lesson plans from basically from PBS, but mm-hmm. um they have a great curriculum online. But my uh friend of mine, a colleague of mine, uh is a, a Jason Schaefer. He's an amazing, amazing teacher out of South Florida. He um he teaches digital citizenship and mostly he teaches personal branding Mm -hmm. which is more what we gear the class towards which is like okay here's how people see you online you can control that right um and so we use celebrities and athletes and stuff like that to to uh get the kids interested in it um but realize that like oh people are going to be scoping out your facebook your twitter your instagram your snapchat and it's not going to go away it's never going no once it's on the internet it's forever i I let them google me like week one and then i google them and they're like oh no (laughs) like oh yes um look what i found and coincidentally we um we had a a meeting a couple years ago or two years ago my school where they were like if you're on social media get off of it and i was like no yeah. And the woman running a thing was like, excuse me, I'm like, I'm the digital citizenship teacher. I'm not going to get off social media. It's a very powerful tool. It's very yeah. useful. Why should I get, why should I not communicate with my family members and friends from across the country because you're worried about somebody holding a red cup? I'll be responsible. I'll do what's right. You know, I'll keep my, my shit on lock. Um, and I say, let the kids follow me on Twitter because I put out what I want them to see. Yeah. I send them articles. Yeah. Um, it's a very effective tool if you use it right. Yeah. I had a teacher in high school and this was, I mean, 2009. Oh God! <laughs> it was the end of high school. If that helps, you're gonna want to drink the rest of oh, that. Yeah. Give me that. Beer. Uh, but he, he started using it. He started using social media mm. to start pushing out um, his lesson plans, and we would get in, yeah. we would get um, our homework assignments from his website. Mm-hmm. And, um, it Very was useful. It was great. Do you, do you do you teach uh, like digital <clears throat> hygiene as well? That's oh. a concept I've been thinking about a lot. Like cleaning time. cleaning up your act or uh, no, scrubbing your profiles and stuff. That, but more knowing how much screen time you can handle mm. as a person we talk about it a little bit yeah. um not a lot I, I again i give them the tools i say like here's what's ex- here's what's acceptable and i don't even do that mm-hmm. and i'll tell them the pitfalls of it i'll say i'll just be like mindlessly checking my phone and i'll do it three or four times in a minute and i'm like what the hell am i doing like yeah. i'm totally missing this important conversation um like it's gonna be the source of many arguments when you guys start dating uh so be aware That's of true. that so yeah, it's uh, I do teach them a little bit about it. We do talk about it. I show them there's this great clip. Uh, this common sense education is the people that put out my curriculum. They did this thing uh, around Thanksgiving. It's, it's the most morbid, <clears throat> most morbid commercial you've ever seen, but it's super funny. It's a family sitting at a table, long table, and it's very somber. Music's music's really low. The lights are low, and this little girl goes, "Mom, I miss Dad." And you're already like, holy shit. Damn. The little girl, she this goes, is I real. miss dad. And she goes, I miss him too. And then somebody else, one of the kids at the table goes, I miss him more. And then another one's like, shut up. You don't miss him like I miss him. And they're all start arguing. And they're yelling and bickering. And all of a sudden you hear over it, hey, hey, shut up. And it's Will Ferrell. He's at the other end of the table. And he goes, he's on his phone. He goes, this filter makes me look like a cat. <laughs> and it says, "This don't be like Will. This holiday, put your phones down. Um, it was all about like just checking out during during family time and keeping your phones down. And I I do this thing with my friends. I tell my students this: when um my when my one friend's an actor and when we meet up, we uh, he's his phone is just going off every. And he's constantly it's agents, it's directors. So when we get together, we put our phones in the middle of the table mm-hmm. and we all stack them. 
And if you are the first person to take your phone out to check something, you've got to pick up the tab. Oh, he's I've always, heard that idea. He's always picking up the tab, but we started it like when he was struggling and like you know, like every young actor. But don't yeah. don't touch it. I don't want to touch yeah, it. Yeah, and, and and yeah. So we just do this thing where we just try and not be on our phones. Um because he will he will get lost. He does it is an abyss, that thing. So, well, I mean that's oh, one of the things. Yeah. That's one of the things we actually talked about. Um and something I mean, just that this is a podcast and I've mentioned it on our podcast before. I, uh, I, I've recently started going to therapy. I guess it's not recent anymore, but it's something that we've talked about, especially with D and D is that yeah. when we did that, the phones went down and nobody like gave a shit about what was happening on your phone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it really created a, a, a more real connection. Oh, for you know, sure. it, it definitely drug you in a little more. And I think that that's something that is, um, understated in, in uh, the importance in today's Absolutely. day and age. I, I feel like if you're on your phone and also talking to somebody, you're having the, the same conversation you'd be having if you were playing video games, you know, where you're just like, that scene in a, a four-year-old version where they're playing video games, you're like, you want a hunter, you guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no substance to it because you can't, your brain can't handle that kind of multitasking. You can't do two conversations at once. Correct. You trick yourself. You say, oh, I'm really good at this. I could totally pay attention to you. And you repeat the last thing like, my wife will be like, you don't even hear what I said. I'll be like, yaha, and I repeat the last thing she said. And she's like, yeah, but what did I say before that? And I am fucked. <laughs> because I definitely didn't hear it. And she is absolutely well within her right to call me out and say, like, you weren't listening. And to get mad. And then I get mad because you're on your phone, too. No, she was not. Not in this moment. She's mad right now. <laughs> not hours ago when you were kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, I can't retroactively be mad. So I tell the right. kids. And I use stories like that. I use examples like that for the kids because then they're like, is that going to happen to me? I'm like, it, maybe if you're married. And like, they're like, well, my parents do that. I'm like, there you go. Um, we look at statistics like um, how like 82% of kids wish their – or it's a quarter of kids wish their parents would be on their phone less. And I'm like, really? that's a very telling thing if, they're, if they wish their parents would be on their phone less. Um yeah, my, my grandparents are on Facebook. I wish they were not, oh. but um, you know, just because like you know they're they're funny. They 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 try, and I think that's awesome. They try, um, but like I don't know. I feel like this day and age, every something new is coming out every fucking minute, and you've mm-hmm. got to stay on top of it, or you're completely lost. And back to our original topic, then you're old. Then you're old. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess one of the one of the other things I want to talk about, knowing more uh, your role in the education system. Sure. Uh, how do you feel about um, the a lot of? Uh, Please say Betsy DeVos. Please say Betsy DeVos. Oh, <laughs> I I was gonna get there, but okay, not okay. not not yet. Um, I was gonna ask what you think about um, a lot of government decisions uh, and things being posted about by the president of the United States on Twitter before. Even, um, even kind of getting through the the news cycle. Well, I'll, I'll sugarcoat it. I'll like uh-huh. I'll I'll dance around it a little bit if I can. I think the man's unhinged, and I think <laughs> way to dance, way to I... dance, um, <laughs> way to sugarcoat it. No, I think I think it's very problematic because I think he treats. He Josh, just... feel free to play devil's advocate whenever you want. I was, yeah, I was gonna let him finish his thought yeah, yeah. first. I feel like he treats policymaking and much of his job as what he's used to which is deal making and and uh reality show like reality show mentality like this is going to get the biggest ratings he's he says things like 
pay attention next Wednesday. I got a big announcement that coming. That bothers me. It bothers a lot of people. Like, okay. That's like when somebody's like, oh, you just wait and see. Like, fucking just tell me. Yeah. You know, this isn't like, because the stock market is being affected by the things that you say and do. He's shaping, he's shaping, you know, people's lives. Um, like this week, by threatening a tariff, I lost $500. Wow. I mean, nothing in the grand scheme of things. But yeah. But for you, it's it's $500. That's it's $500 freaking dollars. That's my tree getting trimmed in my front yard. Um, That's money that could have been, like, you know, put towards something in my house. I, so that's when he says things like, I'm going to slap our only, the people that own us on paper, China, I'm going to slap them with yeah. a tariff, mm-hmm. which hasn't been really done in, like, decades. Nearly a century we haven't done tariffs like that. What did you do? And not markers dropped, off. dropped something yeah, on the table. Fine. Rude um, man. And anyway, I feel like it's dangerous, just the way he uh, is on social media. I, I Not to, you know, kiss Obama's ass. He handled social media pretty well. He mm. did it as, like, not to shape policy. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. He definitely helped shape policy that way. He got word out about stuff, but he he used it sparingly. You know, he was responsible about it. So I, when there was a tweet, it was like, it was, it, oh, look what happened. It was like a corporation does it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was exactly. He, cause he understood branding. And so does the president. So does, so does Donald Trump. He understands branding. Unfortunately, he knows what his brand is, which is big, showy, loud. It's like garish. Yeah. Yeah. Brash. Gold. It's gold. That's, it's gold. It's yes. gold. It's Lots of gold. No, it's, it's, it's gilded. It's covered in gold. <laughs> covered but underneath, in gold. It's, it's not that. You polished turd. Um, and yeah. we, we had this, we had the spoil system. We had this type of, you know, behavior um, back in the turn of the century, back what we called the Gilded Age, you know, the late 1880s to the uh, early 1900s. Uh, and Teddy Roosevelt just s- stopped it. We need something like that. I mean, that dude is a Republican, a bull moose Republican. But anyways. Again, Those parties have, have so yeah. shifted over so, the years. It's, yeah. so it's much, much yeah. different now than it was. Yeah. So... Do you have any? Uh, I guess it's, I mean, I, I think we agree because my issue is not so much that the president has the ability to, to directly communicate, but right. that he's like a dick yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. But he I, picks fights with random people. He does. But I, and I, I have to give him this little bit of credit because it's when he, with <laughs> that, that tweet he sent about um, Kim Jong-un oh. where it's like, he, why did he call me old? I wouldn't call him short and fat. Like I mean, that's yeah. funny. It's he shouldn't it do it. Funny, he should not do it. He shouldn't do it. <laughs> but it's so fucking funny. That's the sort of thing that every president in the past has been like. Let's say that behind closed doors and not yes. start a fucking war over. Yeah. Oh no, it was a terrible thing. I yeah. just disclaimer. That's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> Don't but do it's that. Funny. I remember. I remember. Uh, uh, probably like four or five months ago. Um, well before that, when somebody would say, a kid would say, like, I'm afraid of nuclear bombs. I'm afraid of. And my kids, my I teach special needs kids, and they're. They're very anxious. And mm-hmm. one of them was like, I'm having nightmares about uh, Korea. And couldn't point to it on a map or anything. But that's And that's fine. Like I, I don't really get into it. Uh, but I remember saying, like, what are you afraid of? And he's like, I'm afraid of dying. And I'm like, shit. Okay, now i got to like address this. So I spoke to him and I assured my class, you know, World War III is not going to happen. Because once somebody pushes a button, we're all dead. There's no war. Um, but that's not what I told him. Uh, <laughs> that really ends a class fast. No, I... I, I, I I stressed. I said, guys, you know what? I said the likelihood of a war starting is is both sides know this. It's not likely. It's not going to happen. The likelihood is very 
you know, few and far between. Um, we saw this with the Cuban Missile Crisis. If there was going to be a World War III, it would have happened 16 times already during the uh, 80s and 60s. Um, we came close many times, but uh, it's not going to happen. And then our president goes on a public forum and attacks a dictator, you know, mm -hmm. and who's threatening to do this and i was just, i remember just being as a teacher who's outwardly saying we're trying to get our nukes better so we can hit anywhere we want yes yes and then and then brings in freaking john bolton the war hawk like this week oh my god so anyways uh <laughs> as a teacher my day my days are getting harder my, my my job is getting harder and harder every day uh and it used to be like oh man like it's getting harder every month it's getting harder every year with talking about like Ocean levels are rising. This is now. It's like literally every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm just like, holy shit! What do I have to like feel today? What do, what's what questions are coming my way? Can only imagine. Like I, I, you know who I really have pity for, and this is gonna, and people are gonna make fun of me for this, is uh uh, Huckabee Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, oh yeah, she gets the brunt of. She listen. She lies through her teeth, but how can she not? Like that is a that her job it's has like damage to be, control. It's damage control. It is. She, I, that's, I always felt bad for Sean Spicer, too, because yeah. he did, had the same thing, except it, I, I don't think it was as bad when Sean Spicer was doing stuff. I don't know. I think it was. Really? I think it was, because we, we had the uh, we had the uh, the immigration ban. Oh, that's he, right. He was one that had to come on and be like, it's not a ban. I think there's it's, just been oh, so yeah. much stuff that's happened that yeah. we kind of forget. Oh, my God. There's so much. It's there's like, so much. It's, it's daily. It's weekly. It's, it's insane. Um, how, so what are your thoughts on him having that meeting or at least planning that meeting with him? Un. It's fascinating. Are you it, terrified? It's well, no. It's fa it's fascinating because, the way it happened because no one else has, has met with him no. in recent history, right? Okay, because of how those meetings are supposed to be handled, right? I don't know if you guys know much about this, but like for hundreds of years, when two world leaders go to sit down together, and that's the reason the South Korean, uh, the North Korean uh, consulate was here, they were meeting to with us to discuss the terms where it's going to be, when it's going to be. You have to decide what uh, terminology to use. Like, what mm -hmm. does denuclearization look like to you? Okay, well, that's not what it looks like to us. So but you have to agree on, like, months and months and months of, like, pre-planning. So, so you Trump don't, like, literally the turns thing. the hallway and he goes, tell him I'm in, and then walks away. And they're like, what do we, what just fucking happened? <laughs> it was, like, the, everyone in the room was like, sir, you can't do that. And Rex Tillerson's all the way across the world. He can't, he can't do damage control. He's in Africa. And then he's like, I don't agree with that. And then he got fired. Um, so what that do revolving I, door. What do I yeah. think about it? I think we're watching two near, well, one dictator and one uh, Kim Jong-un uh, sit down and meet. <laughs> no, jo joking aside, like, I, I'm, it's a very tense thing. You always say, like, my kids actually ask this, what's the worst that can happen? I go, a lot! A lot can happen! <laughs> Boom! Um, and and that, ignoring that, ignoring the possibility of nuclear war, um, Kim Jong-un could march his armies across the, the, the 58th parallel, or 30, 38th parallel, um, and, and into South Korea, restart the, the Korean War, because that's been an armistice since the 50s, since 53. It's been yeah. a ceasefire since 53. Could restart it, and then every country that was involved has to fight again. So it's the United Nations. Mm -hmm. China is now going to be, would now be against, I mean, it's probably not literally going to be this, but like if you want to look at it on paper, that's what it would be. Yeah. Um, Russia would get dragged back into it. It would be nonsensical. It would be a full-on war, and Kim Jong-un would probably use some form of either nuclear or chemical weapon 
on his own people, if not on the Sakurians, millions of lives would be lost before we even set foot onto their soil. Mm-hmm. That's the worst that could happen because of a of, of miscommunication or uh, a disagreement. The best that could happen? Holy shit, I'm praying for the best. I would love it if um, at the end of this uh, they come to some sort of agreement. It would be amazing. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need somebody who is completely devoid of like yeah. logic and reason. Like a crazy strong man to talk to a crazy strong man. Y- yeah, like you need like the guy that's not um here here's my analogy. You're working on something, you're you're you can't figure out the electrical wiring of something in your house. You're like, what the what I've been doing working on this for hours and somebody walks behind you and goes, well, What about this? Oh shit. You know, maybe it takes that. that maybe second he's, set of eyes. Yeah, maybe he's the guy that hasn't been in politics that walks in and goes, Have you tried this, Kim Jong un? Oh shit, we agree on something. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe it takes his crazy to outmatch the other one's crazy and then everything's smooth. That's my prayer. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's my hope. hope, you know? Uh, I just keep seeing so much, so many red flags coming from him that I'm really nervous having the two of them start talking. Because uh, something that yeah. I heard him say recently was talking about um, China's president going, I think, oh, like, God, yeah. in increasing his term indefinitely. Well, yeah, the and indefinite said, life, life, uh, lifetime. Right, and saying, office. oh, that's a cool idea. Maybe and we'll try that one it, day. He said it jokingly. You know he did. But it's also but like the kind of... It's like, it's <laughs> kind he's, of joke he's testing when, the waters. Yeah. He's testing the it's waters. It's kind of joke that when somebody says it, you go, <laughs> okay. Please, no. All right, what? man. What? Uh, so before we get into the one that I'm, I'm excited for you to talk about, yeah. Betsy, um, what do you what do you think about the Electoral College? I'm curious as, uh, to this as well. Um, I think because if we went by straight straight popular, obviously California and New York would dictate a large amount yeah. of that, and that they're heavily Democratic, hev- heavily liberal. Um, it's tough. I, I I teach it without a full grasp of it. I think few. Excuse me. Few, few Americans have a true grasp of the Electoral College. Um, they just know everyone goes to the polls, you vote, and that's it. Yeah. Um, the the I think it's problematic. I think many of the uh, when it was created, they realized it was problematic, but it was the best system for the times. But that's the beauty of our our constitution. That's the beauty of our system of government. Is it flexible mm-hmm. and it can change. I I'd say replace it, but not before you have something really really well developed something 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 that's actually better that yeah and that would take political scientists like a good 15 20 years to sit down and work out before we could even implement it so um i don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon i hate to say that i hate to be the naysayer but uh what do i think of it i think it's outdated i think a lot of um but you could say that about a lot of our constitution you could say that a lot about forms of government it's kind of tradition at this point you know, you have that one district in Maine, that one town in Maine that you know always decides the election the way they vote. It's a, it's a, it's a complete superstition. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like there's like twelve people who live in this town, and then when <laughs> they vote, it's like that's who always wins. Um, but you know, so you have that's what kind of makes America great are these traditions, um, and that's kind of how we do things. But there are so many better systems around the world for how uh, voting works. Um, yeah, you're right. California and New York are basically dominated. I mean those. What what would what are some of the better systems? Because one of the arguments I've heard for why the electoral college has I re- a I benefit, I really don't know, but yeah. Okay, because one of the benefits I've heard is is, you know, in in this, in a theory that um, let's say that a large portion of the population just got duped yeah. and was just dumb, didn't know what was really going on. Yeah. yeah. Then you have the electoral college who is 
supposed to be more informed. Right. They can then make the decision that is actually better, but the general pop general population wouldn't know about. And that's yeah. your and that's your that's the the argument against that is always well then my vote doesn't count, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that that's people's com- biggest complaint about not voting. Um, I would say to your girlfriend, uh, it's the same thing. Voting is like jury duty. Just just do it. Grit your teeth and go through it and do it because it absolutely does count. Um, I always like to say, like, with jury duty, you go and you do it because maybe you're the one voice that goes there and is like, holy shit, this guy didn't commit murder. You're the only one in that entire courtroom that thinks that. That's what I'm in. And you, and you know it, and it's true. Like, you could be that person. Yeah. Um, in, in an election, you could be the person that all of a sudden swings a district. It, it's possible. Is it likely? No, of course not. Yeah. Because um, you surround yourself with, like, people. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, what does she want? <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to me. I learned, um, I, and, and I, Josh, and like I said, we've had this conversation many times. I typically lean to the more liberal side of yeah. things, but um, the gerrymandering thing, I've learned so much from watching last week tonight it, with uh, with regularity in the last year show. to year and a half. What they do, what phenomenal. They yeah, they do mm-hmm. such phenomenal work in it's just research. a half an hour. Uh, and they, and they break it down in such a way that it's it's easy to follow for yeah. anyone. And I consider myself to be someone who is of average or slightly above average intelligence. Yeah. But to be, I feel like it's digestible for any any individual to. They break to it down. Of, very yeah. Well. They they yeah, break yeah. it down to the to the base blocks of simplicity, and they're like, okay, you do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's and it's amazing to me. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited to see what happens in the in the midterm elections, and I think and that's see. where the focus needs to be more. No, yeah, we, we sure. put so much focus on the president, on the president. And because and it's and the it's federal, ratings, which really, and it's it's you know, well, it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy to focus on one yeah. thing, and the people at the local level just are not as excited. There's so much, There's but it's so, so more it's more important. It's more important. That's, that's going to change you, your day to day. You got it. You exactly right, and that's what I try and tell my kids. Uh, I try and tell my students that th- they were 18 in in this last election. They voted. And they didn't know what they were voting for. And that drove me crazy. Because they all got there and they were like, there was more on the ballot than just like the two things. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You didn't know you were voting for weed. And they were like, no. What was the <laughs> thing on solar panels? I was like, all right, sit down. Let's talk about it. Um, and again, that's one of those things where you, when you talk to them, you find that they are more in favor of leaning liberal than they are. Or I've, I've, talk, I've, I've had kids go the other way, too. Um, swing from liberal to conservative. Like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was more conservative than that. Um, which is, a, to me, I don't care either just, way. Just, you just know, know yourself. Just be informed. Know just be yeah. informed, yeah. We need so, both. Like, we uh, can't... Billy Eichner, the comedian, is doing a, a yeah. great uh, thing right now where he's he's glamming up the midterms as his campaign to get people out to vote. And, and again, he doesn't care where you vote, but it's voting is important. Mm-hmm. And the reality is uh, the demographics say that the, the people that don't come out and vote are typically the people that are more liberal, more Democrats. So, I mean, the, you want that. Uh, we want them out more to vote, but uh, I don't give a shit who you vote for. Just take part in. If you're going to complain, yeah, participate. If you're going to complain, you need to be an active, contributing member of society. Yeah, you and not just put a sticker on your car and call it a day. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I. By the way, real quick, I saw in Winter Springs yesterday, two days ago. Um, a person had Trump stickers, mm-hmm. which more power to you if you want them. I'm their windshield. 
like in plain view, like how you can't see out of it, like all over the windshield. And oh, I was like, uh. that's perfect. I didn't take a picture of it because I didn't want to be like, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> By the way, I don't nah. care. Back to our original topic. I don't care how old you are. I'm 34. I'm still afraid of getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Legit, Good to know that doesn't go away. My boss, my boss, like, can you come see me? And she'll say it as benignly as that. And I'm like walking there going like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I going to tell my wife? She's going to yell at me. She's going to yell at me. <laughs> Um, so with your, with your walk today and with your closeness yeah. to, uh, the, the, I wasn't even the second, there was a, there's been a, a shooting since, uh, the, the Douglas. Yeah. There's High been, school. there was a shooting this week. Yeah. That's what I thought. College in Maryland or yeah, school in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your, what is your ideal gun reform out of curiosity? Um, okay. So. I argued with a gentleman today who was draped in the tr- don't tread on me flag, which I asked him what it was. He said he didn't know. <laughs> More or less, he said he didn't know. He said, these colors don't run. I said, those aren't the colors of the flag. That, <laughs> that flag is yellow. Um, <laughs> um, but anywho, uh, he said the Second Amendment is protected by the Constitution. I said, yes, but the Constitution's flexible. It changes. He said, no, it doesn't. I said, there's literally a amendment that bans alcohol in there, and then another one two later that says, yeah, we were just kidding. We, we fucked up. That's we fucked up. It was an experiment. So let this be an experiment. Like, we wrote this in 1789. It was the first change, to the, it was the second change to the Constitution. Um, we introduced those 10 amendments to get basically people to sign it, to ratify it. It was it was a it was a sweet deal to get uh, the anti-federalists to get on board to sign the Constitution to ratify it. So we had a fucking government, um, and it was for farmers. It was for farmers to feel safe on their own land. Um, and listen, have there been times in our country's history where where people have been disenfranchised and wanted to rise up and protect themselves? Absolutely. Um, have they? No. <laughs> you know, um, do they need guns to do it? Certainly not. I, I feel like though this is coming down to and the, uh, the issue of assault weapons in the hands of kids, in the hands of anybody. These are military grade weapons. I know kids that have them. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing to know that. Uh, I have friends that have handguns, and they're like, th- that that's it. They just want a handgun to protect their house, and that's fine. I've got a bat by the side of my bed. Um, a, a you know mammal, a mm-hmm. bat mammal, like a little flying rope. Yeah, this oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sleeping. Bat. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's adorable. He attacks. He's got his, feelings. His name is Mister Whiskers. Um, no, and I uh, love to pet him and feed him berries. <laughs> he's a fruit bat. Yeah, he's not even a blood bat. Um, a blood bat, aka vampire. So um, he's, he's not a blood bat. He's not a blood bat. He's not a blood bat. <laughs> so anyways, way off the rails. Uh. What was your initial question? Holy shit! I just got uh, a, your your perfect gun reform would I did, be. I remember like twenty minutes ago. I said I don't want to be on the soapbox. Yeah, and here I am. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested. I don't feel I don't feel like you're on a soapbox, and maybe you feel different. But I feel like it's right. just it, it's a lot of information that you're and and, okay, I, and good. That's at, at the bare bones of this. That's what I want is yeah. this to be something of information. This is very cathartic for me because this is a lot of the stuff I wish I could no, say in a classroom. Please, please. Uh, Especially the word fuck. fuck. <laughs> That's my favorite word it's to like, say anywhere. It's so versatile. It's a comma in my house. Uh, so anyways. Uh, I'm Michael Kine. The, <laughs> the, uh, fuck, babe. <laughs> the, um, uh, the original question being, what do I think about gun control? What's my ideal gun control? I, I certainly think there should be um, just... Here's the thing. Nobody's right now in Congress is willing to sit down and look at it. 
and just reevaluate it. Mm-hmm. If you can get enough people in the room to sit down and go, okay, what the fuck do we actually need? Versus and and ignoring the NRA being in their pockets, ignoring all that, or rather them being in the pockets of the NRA. If you can separate those two things, which is damn near impossible, um, there's really no need for like half of the the laws that we have. Um, there was a law that that put restrictions on on and ba- extended excuse me background checks on mentally ill people. Trump reversed that, and for what? And then he said, I remember. And then he said, like a couple of days later, he's like, "We need to be stricter about who gets guns in their hands." And it was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, he spent a lot of time just undoing anything Obama did. Yeah, Doesn't I think that's what ultimately what he's trying to do is erase Obama I'm, from the I'm, history books. I think it's, yeah, really it is. Um, I think, though, that like there's this culture that I just don't understand. Um, I'm sympathetic to them, the, the gun culture. I am in a weird way. Like It's just something I don't get. And here's what I equated to. Growing up, comics were not cool. Oh, yeah. not cool, right? Right. It was my fucking thing. I read <laughs> Wizard magazine. I I read up on all the back issues of stuff. I collected the trades. I decked my room out and this stuff, and nobody understood me. And now comics are totally cool, and gun culture, a culture I will never understand, is the new comic culture. It's this subculture of people that are like modding their guns, mm-hmm. they're modifying them, they're changing them up, and they collect it. You've got bobbleheads and pop figures around here. That's your thing, and that's people get it. Yeah. Right? There's no one. No, I've never had anybody be like, oh, you're weird for that. Right, exactly. They go, oh, that's your thing. Cool. Where I'm not sympathetic is these are literally things designed to kill. There's no other purpose for them. Unlike car people, which I totally get. I, I, I get it in the sense that, like, okay, cool, that's your hobby. Um, I don't get it in the sense that like it's a really expensive hobby for something that gets <laughs> you from point A to point B. Um, but more power to you. I have, a, I have a student years and years ago. This kid's great. He had a Mustang. He poured more money in that Mustang I've ever seen in my life. And then he sold it. And he yeah. bought a Challenger. And he's souping up that Challenger. And I love that kid. I will just never be inside of his head. I'll mm-hmm. never get him. And I've got kids that like guns. And I'll never be inside their head. I don't want to take their guns. I don't want to get rid of their guns. I don't want to get, tell them that their hobby is not cool, except for the fact that their hobby is designed to kill. I'm not saying people either. I'm just saying it's designed to kill. Right. It's a tool. Somebody built that to kill a fucking person. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no doubt about it. If you think that was designed to kill a deer, I, I'm sorry. Deer, You can kill a deer with a bow and arrow. That's true. Um, I've done that. You can kill a deer with a knife. You can kill a person with a bow and arrow and a knife. Um, that movie with Van Damme, Hard Target. <laughs> bow and arrow. Um so I don't know. My ideal gun reform is just to get the convert. I think what these kids are doing, and I'm so fucking proud to be a teacher right now. These kids in Par- uh, coming out of Parkland, my hometown, uh, Coral Springs, it's a big suburb. Um, I'm so proud of these kids right now because they're getting the conversation started. These are like the kids during uh, during the late '60s, early '70s who were protesting Vietnam and Cambodia um, and Kent State. You know, these were the these are the same th- kids. They got shit done. And these kids are going to do that um, because for the, the sheer fact that they're angry they've, and they've been told psych 101, they've been told, nah, you're not going to, it's not going to work. You're not going to do it. Bullshit. I'll show you I can right. do it. Well, they were on the uh, I, uh, the cover of Time Magazine, I uh-huh. think this. I think so, yeah. Which is, that's a step. That's definitely, there's there's eyes on what's happening right now. They've been right on now. CNN. They've been on Fox News. Fox News was cool enough to have them on and tried to spin the story. And David Hogg, uh, one of the kids, was like, no, don't make this about mental illness. This is, uh, mental illness didn't kill my 17 friends. 
a fucking gun did. Well, th- th- there's kind of a point there. If someone who's mentally stable is not going to shoot up 17 people for no reason. No, but, you know, you can also argue temporary insanity. You can also argue something that the, the, the one of the people, the kid that shot up in Maryland, they said was lovesick. That's not insanity. Oh, that's that was the norm- recent one, right? Yeah, that's not that's a normal person. And I But it's do- not a normal person who would take that and then go try to kill that person. I don't know, man. I I mean, I've never been in a position where I've been hurt and wanted to kill that person. I I certainly agree with you there. I I don't think I could ever, and most people, I would say most people, 99% of people could never come to the point of killing another person. Uh, We may talk a big game. Um, Right, but actually pulling that trigger is a huge step. But actually pulling the trigger, yeah, is, 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 yeah, I I don't think I've ever been to that point. Um, But I, I, so there is an argument to be made about mental illness. Okay, that's fine. But- what actually killed the fucking people? If you if that mentally ill person didn't have access to that gun, right, we wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with that. I think, but I, I, I just I I always have a issue when when the mental issue or the mental illness gets brushed off because it oh, is a that thousand is, percent. I think I think that is the root issue. The gun stuff is a symptom. Oh, or, I, I, but it's something. But we can still address the symptom. I think it's flipped. I think mental illness is a separate issue. I think it's an equally important issue. Mm-hmm. But I think the I think guns is not a symptom of that. I think guns is a completely real problem. Um, I if a eighteen year old kid was able to go buy a goddamn military grade assault weapon, it's not a symptom of mental illness. If you're he, right, yes. if he wanted to build a bomb, he would have built a bomb. But that's harder to get the parts for and build, and when you can just walk into a store and buy that thing. You can walk into yeah, Walmart. The, the, and... the access to rifles is a little. I, I heard today, it's crazy. I heard today one of the guys from Pulse was at the march, um, and he said that he right after Pulse he went into a store to buy a gun just to see if he could do it. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred dollars. The guy would have sold it to him right then and there. The same kind of gun, the AR-15. Uh, I don't remember if I had a bump stock or not, but he's like, is my life worth $700? The life, the lives of the 20 or 30 other people that got killed. I think it was actually 45. How many people died at Pulse? Uh, I think it was, it was closer to, I, I thought it was like 53 or something. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, I remember that was, I was uh, working summer camp down in South Florida and I heard that and I had just moved in to a house that was like mile two miles from pulse mm-hmm. and people are like don't you regret that i'm like no you could say that about any town anywhere yeah i moved into a house that was a quarter mile from it yeah like two months after it happened mm. no it's it's um it's it's very interesting to see what happens um i have i have two schools of thought about it and i mean josh and i both i want to get my uh, i want to get a handgun just for protection purposes and that's just something that i want but you have to have the mindset in in wanting that and just to have it in the house that if you have it and something is to happen, you gotta you're gonna you're using it to kill. I do it, this, I not, do this exactly. You have to remember you're using it to kill. And I do this thing with my kids. I had this one kid who's like talks about his gun and he was saying, like, if somebody breaks my house, I want to protect my house. I said, Okay. I give him a wadded piece of paper. I say, Can you hit that garbage can from here? He goes, Absolutely. And he throws it across the room, swish. I said, okay, drop and give me 15. He's like, what? I'm like, give me, I start screaming, 15 fucking push-ups. Well, I didn't say fucking. God, I wish I could. So they 15 push-ups and he goes, and he does them, right? And I go, 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 go. And I yell at him and I'm like, get back up. I go, hit that basket again. And he throws it, it goes the, completely across the room. Oh, right. Yeah. Adrenaline. I said, your adrenaline's spiking right now. Sit down. And he was like, what does that mean? I'm like, sit down. You can't shoot somebody who walks in your house. You're not going to hit him. You're going to hit your dog. You're going to hit your parents. You're going to hit everything but that guy. Yeah. Right? I'm like, you're dead. 
But but what's the alternative? Like what's you're just saying that he shouldn't do that because he will have a heightened state of anxiety? That's not really a. It's uh, not a no, and I'm it. not I'm not preaching the alternative. I'm preaching the. I'm trying to tell kids that. I'm trying to tell people that they're not as tough as they think they are. They're not as, oh yeah, for you sure. Know, like you can take, <laughs> for sure. You can take as many classes as you want, but like tr- it takes being in the moment. Yeah. Is, no, it's is, like is, you don't you don't learn to drive NASCAR by going 50 miles an hour. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and nothing prepares you. Here's another example. I always tell I had a kid come in with uh, after an accident. Um, you know, he drove to school and he got into a fender bender. And I sat him down. I go, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I think so." And I'm like, "Talk to me. Are you all right?" Nothing prepares you for your first fender bender. There's nothing in driving school about that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they don't teach you at a gun class? How when somebody what to do? Somebody breaks into your home. They're like, hit that thing over there. Good, you got the license. Yeah, you know. Uh, I had getting uh, it out of the gun safe <laughs> in your holster, wherever you keep it, while you're waking up in the middle of the night. Panicked, frenzy, yeah. Trying yeah. to protect your. You're just gonna shoot like you know. Hands are sweaty. You're like, I don't. No, yeah. I mean, just as a as like a personal anecdote, I had uh, an experience about two weeks ago where I thought that someone might be in the house, mm-hmm. and I was I was walking around uh, the complex thinking like, oh no, I'm fine. The second I walked in the door, yeah, just it's just anxiety. Oh and yeah. I walked up here. I grabbed some candle over there. That's the only weapon I could have <laughs> had. I checked every single room in the house. I started looking under the sink and everything. I did not expect to feel that yeah. that anxious about it's it. It's crazy. But once you're in that moment, it's it, it's, and that's, it's different. It's impossible it's to train different. for. It. I when I was living in LA, our friend came to stay with us, and my my the one friend I was living with was I think at the time seven months pregnant. Wow. And uh, so our friend came to stay with us, and she does not live with an alarm where she is. So she left the house early in the morning. She was on East Coast time, and she went for a jog, and she set the alarm off, and it's blaring. So I, I I I run into my friend's room. I go I go uh, I go. Where's Mo? And she goes, Oh, she's out running. And I go, Oh, or she's she's right here. She thought she was right there. Yeah, still in the bed. So we thought somebody was in the house. Oh Lord. I'm gonna set the stage for you. I saw the in- Expendables the night before. <laughs> so I've got that in oh, my head. Oh yeah. I walk into the kitchen. I grab the biggest. At first I go, Who's down there? Because we have like a loft <laughs> that looks over the main of the house. I grab the biggest knife I can find in the kitchen and I hold it marine style like I'm fucking tough. <laughs> I'm 225 all fat. <laughs> Walking around this house like kicking in doors. There's nobody there because nobody broke in. It was our friend leaving to go for a jog. And then I walk out and I'm looking around. I see her sitting on the stoop tying her shoes. And she's like, what's up? And I'm sweating. I'm in underwear holding a knife. Like Marine this. style. Like fucking Michael Bean in uh, The Abyss when he's trying to fight that one dude. So I'm like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> and then we come back inside and we have a good laugh about it. And then later, my friend asked me, what were you planning on doing? And I was like, I have, I have no idea. In the moment, you have no idea what you're, you're just like, yeah. I gotta do these you gotta things. Do something. You, this is how man does stuff. Is, I gotta protect the home. <laughs> it's like, what's your dog? My, what's my dog gonna do? And she's barking at people. She doesn't know. It's just protecting the home. Yeah. So I get. I have a. I have a friend that's like super liberal. Moved to Portland, Oregon. Owns a gun. He's got two kids. And he keeps it in a gun safe. And he's like, I don't want that thing out. He's like, I've got a. I've. It's like kind of like drunk texting. Where you want to like. <laughs> You want to make sure you know what you're saying, so you like you set that that Google algorithm to trick you into doing math, so you can. Oh, you're sober enough, you can text that person. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know that like, I'm calm enough to push the buttons, I can pull this thing out. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people, I, I totally respect people's wanting to own a gun in their home. 
Um, I think Florida needs to really reevaluate the stand your ground bullshit um, because that just basically gives you a license to kill what? anyone that you see around. Well, the, what is the stand your ground? I know the basics of it, but what are the details? Stand your ground. If someone breaks if, in, you're allowed to kill them. I actually, what right? I I've, I've read, the, it's super broad. broad. Yeah. What I've read is that if someone is within a certain like foot certain a uh, radius, amount, a radius mm-hmm. of your property of of your stuff and you vocalize distrust you can exude any force it's, you see fit okay so remember when south park said uh he's coming right for us and they could shoot anything that was like one of the first seasons they did he's coming right for us <laughs> oh yeah they, yeah that's pretty much stand your ground like legally that holds water in court <laughs> and it's it's funny because it's south park but they typically hit it right on the head yeah um there was a guy killed, a black guy killed in his yard, back, grandparents' backyard uh, a couple nights ago, if not last night, um, and the only thing the cops found near him was his cell phone. Oh, I, I heard about it that. Was, and that wouldn't have happened to a white person. Um, and stand your ground really, it, it is very problematic for, for people of color, uh, for minorities. I And they, they mentioned this at the market. Was that the today. guy who was in his own backyard? His grandparents' his backyard. His grandparents' backyard, And they yeah. didn't, nobody called the cops. Somebody, somebody around the corner called the cops. Yeah, I remember. Said he looked suspicious. Um, what they said at the march today, a young girl spoke. She's from Eustis, um, uh, Eustis High School in, in Lake County. Young senior in high school. She spoke more eloquently than I've heard anybody talk. Um, and she, she, was, uh, she was a person of color. Uh, I say that because I, I was literally too far back to see her. And I, <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's such a white thing to say. She was a person of color. Um, no, but she was a beautiful, beautifully spoken uh, young girl. I would have said this about anybody. Um, and she said how this is, um, you know, what this whole thing is bringing up uh, is kind of glossing over. This would never be addressed in a black community. This happened in uh, the Parkland shooting happened in an affluent white community mm-hmm. that I'm, I happen to be from. You wouldn't be talking about this if this happened in Watts in California, in LA. You wouldn't be talking if this happened in like a, a, a Latino community, uh, a, a black community, an Asian community. You wouldn't be just, you wouldn't be discussing it. Yeah. Um, and Non-issue. She, she didn't say it. The tone of her speech was this, and I applaud her for this, but that's bullshit. It really is. Do, um, just on, and staying your ground kind of perpetuates that. Yeah, on that point, do we have a a data point of it happening in a minority community and it not being talked about? This is genuine. Are I'm you not... talking like a school shooting? Yeah, yeah. Is there is there a similar event that it happened in a minority community and it wasn't talked about? Because you know, otherwise, it's kind of just saying this idea. It's hearsay at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, I know there's school shoot. I mean, okay, so you've heard of the, when Stoneman Douglas happened. Yeah. Okay. There were 18 that that year. Did you hear about the other 17 shootings? Probably not. That might be your data point. That might be your thing to look back and go like, well, why didn't I hear about those school shootings? Mm-hmm. It's because it was only two kids. I, I say only two, but those are two kids that were somebody's children. Yeah. yeah. Um, or was it in a school that wasn't as, I don't want to say, it was white. Wealthy. It was yeah. White, affluent, you know, and it, that's not even the richest part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly. Uh, uh, I've known some, some people from yeah, that area. Yeah, my, my family lives... Um, Towards the towards the more affluent side, and it, it's Stoneman Douglas is actually funny funny point. It's sinking. It's been sinking. It's built on top of a sinkhole. Is <laughs> named for Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, who was a conservationist for uh, the Everglades. She basically got the Everglades protected. Um, 
and they built a school in her honor mm-hmm. in the Everglades. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it slopes down to the middle. Um, and I remember go. I debated there all the time in high school, and that was a fun fun point of contention. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't hear about you don't hear about the black communities, the the schools in black communities or in Latinx communities um, getting shot up. But I remember when I was teaching in Pacoima, uh, Lakeview Terrace, in, in in a suburb of LA. We got let go one day uh, early uh, because there was a shooting at the school. Somebody did a drive-by and like blew up. And I, I admittedly snuck out early that day. And I found out because somebody was like, hey, we got that meeting on Monday for the what happened on Friday. And I was like, right. <laughs> what, what happened on Friday? <laughs> what happened to you on Friday? <laughs> and they were like, you you skipped that early, didn't you? I'm like, no. Yeah, I totally did. Like, kids were, and here's the thing. Kids were playing kickball. Somebody sprayed up a house across the street, and they went back to playing kickball. I was like, holy shit. Wow. That is, yeah, that is not something I'm used to. Um, but these kids are, and that's the problem. This is systemic of a much larger problem of violence in, in kind of uh, lower, income, lower socioeconomic, socioeconomic uh, neighborhoods. The bourbon kicked in. Um, <laughs> you know, and, Good. And, uh, this, this went this – got, this got – in a good way off the rails. No, I, yeah, I like just, it. I would just let it go wherever Again, it goes. Yeah, I no mean, you, to try to you asked me before we started this what, what my my goal of this was, and right. my goal is always information. I feel like I'm talking too far. From Whether it's, too. I mean, you do what you want. I, I have your gain up quite a bit. So you oh, good, can, good. Yeah. Um, I want information. And, and whether you lean liberal, conservative, you're somewhere in between, it doesn't matter to me. I and want information I'll tell you, I'll tell and positive this. information. I'll tell you this. There are, I tell this to my students. There are volumes of books filled with the things I don't know but and they're like, because they ask me I go guys I don't have the answer to that let's look it up um, and so you've asked me uh, you've asked me some amazing questions that I don't have the answers to but I'll tell you what I do know yeah it's the best I can do the the other best I can do is is find out more you know if you if I don't have the answer I sure as shit better have the answer when you come to me next and say like hey did you did you think about that? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I did. I looked it up. But to to leave here and go, I don't know, and then that be, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, that's can't. just the first step into yeah. learning more. And, and like like the other day, uh, I made a cake for uh, my wife and I for our our, our one year anniversary, and uh, she wanted the cake her mom makes, and I I didn't know how to do it, and she wouldn't accept. I don't know how to do it, so I figured <laughs> it out. I got the recipe. I did it, and like that's the thing. If you if you if somebody asks you a brain buster of a political question, like, hey, what's your thought on these tariffs? And you go, I don't know anything about these tariffs. Then don't just say that and let that be the end of it. Look it up. Yeah. Find out what it is. Yeah, we have the internet. Yeah, holy shit. It's, it's amazing. You have a supercomputer in your pocket, and most people use it for dick pics and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And cats. I'm, I'm glad and I'm cats. not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, to wrap this, wrap this up, um, one more, one more topic, because again, I love, I love the information. I love your, your understanding. And again, I think you're doing it in a way, a a very similar to a last week tonight where it is in a simplistic way that, that, you know, people can understand. And I think that's just the the inner teacher. The biggest compliment you you can give me is to compare me to last week tonight. That that shit is my, my jam. I love it. I love it. And I, I don't always agree with it, but I love it because they break it down in a way that people can digest and, and you can kind of just take it on your, your own. I've never not agreed with it. 
it. I, I find that interesting. I, I mean, it's just they do. They are a, a, a more left. I bought left. the money book. <laughs> I did too. I, I also, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to buy the money book. I just didn't do it. Oh, yeah. It just readily. dropped uh, by six bucks, so it's only like twelve or thirteen now. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Um, so talk to us uh, as a teacher. Yeah, talk to us about Betsy. Oh my god, partial owner of the Orlando Solar Bears, which is why I oh, do real? not. I don't. I don't go see Solar Bears games is because that of her. Right? I she, yeah, that. her her family owns like part of the Amway or something. What does her family and own it? Or does she own it? It's it's her. She is a part owner of the Amway, oh, okay. so right. anything that happens in the Amway, she gets a piece Weird. of. Weird, I didn't yeah. know that. I'm going to see uh, Pod Save America um, in two weeks when they come to the Bob Carr. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're probably going to make note of that. Um, look, it would be easy for me to sit here and say I hope she's a dumb cunt and I hope she dies <laughs> by being attacked by wolves. But she is. <laughs> but if anyone anyone that saw that 60 Minutes interview knows. I, I, She's just not qualified for the job. She's not qualified for the job. And I'm I'm amazed that she hasn't bowed out. Um actually no, I'm not amazed. I I am Got to cash those checks, bro. It's it's not a it's not a high paying job. No <laughs> government job is a high paying job. It's all status. Um she made her money through her private uh her private business. Um and Amway. And Amway. <laughs> She is she is wildly unqualified, but she is she is systemic of a much larger problem. She is kind of um, she is an example of parents thinking they know more than the teachers. They know how to run schools better. Um, the idea of choice and charter schools is is proven not to work. Um, and she loves to throw that. I, by the way, I teach private schools. I've never I've taught a public school like once. I taught a charter school. Um, and that's barely public. Um, and yet I know full well that if you want to start, you don't kind of like spackle over the problem. You you fix it. You right. try and fix it. Um, and she's just looking to like throw more shit in the air. Um, there's nothing to say. There's really not much to say. She That 60 Minutes interview was very telling. That she has zero idea of what she's talking about. That she is... She's just blissfully unaware and bobs her head and smiles and says the rhetoric. The White House wasn't happy with how she handled that interview. <laughs> she's um, got a good smile, though. I'm sure. She's got a crazy, <laughs> crazy-eyed smile. She does she have does. crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, it's. It was very strange seeing Trump pick his cabinet because it's people that are that rail against the very things that they're representing. You know, Which was definitely by design. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pruitt, who spoke out against the EPA, head of the EPA. Um, and Betsy DeVos, who who champions uh, getting rid of public school, basically, in charge of education. Um, He's like if you took Ron Swanson and like made him a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I would argue that Ron Swanson already is a dick. But he's but like if you a make him like altruistically nega Ron Swanson. Yeah. Like Swan Ronson. Flip, yeah, Swan Ronson. Yeah, Swan Ronson. Um so she is she doesn't like here's the thing, she doesn't merit my time. Like I don't waste time getting angry about her. But don't things that she does uh affect you in a in a way? Again, I'm private, but uh, uh and and um, well, no, they still they still affect me. Um, yeah, they affect me. Um, but it's kind of like balancing how much just stress you want to put on yourself by reading about someone who you sure. can't change. And name one thing that's happened because of her. 
I mean, nothing exactly. at this juncture. <laughs> there, are, there are so few things that have actually been rolled out in this administration. Um, the legacy is going to be, hopefully, knock on wood here, I hope I'm teaching a chapter on this in 20 years. Actually, I hope I'm not teaching in 20 years, but <laughs> I hope I'm running a school. I hope the textbooks say in 20 years, this was a presidency, this was an administration that talked a lot and got nothing done, that spun the wheels. Um, and I think that I think that's what she is. I think she is just full, full of hot air. She doesn't merit or warrant my time getting angry. Do you think this administration is, and Josh and I have talked about this, and I said something uh, the other day, and I was like, I believe, it, it's hard not to believe that there's going to be an American revolution in some way, whether it's informationally, whether it's digitally, whether it's something like that. I think you're seeing and, it now. I think you're seeing it now. And, and that's, yeah. what, yeah, that's what, that's what Josh yeah. said. Josh felt like, you know, the Trump presidency is an American revolution, but it's not. It's not the kind of revolution I guess I was hoping for as a as a person. Oh no, I was going to say. But I, it is. I'm saying I think the kids right now are the revolution. I think that, um, I think that his his coming into power was a reaction. Um, it's far from a revolution. I think it is. It's a reaction to. Um, it's a reaction to to change that was made under Obama. Um, I think that 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 scale tips a lot. I do think this was more extreme because I think people were more vehemently angry. Um, I think also a lot of millennials were disillusioned um, and didn't get out to vote. They didn't get Bernie, or so they, they didn't care. So they didn't give a shit. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's the guy Killer Mike from uh, Rose Jules. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, and I I like I I read something along the lines that uh that were, there are a lot of millennials that that uh were gonna go out and vote, and vote Bernie voted Trump just because they were like well we're out not gonna spite. vote yeah out of yeah. spite it wasn't it wasn't well, a, or some Jill of it, Stein well so, yeah but some of it was out of spite some of it was out of wanting to change the system because Hillary yeah. was a bad candidate. Yeah. There's there's no getting no, around the fact course. that she was a bad candidate. I still stand by the fact that I think Bernie Sanders runs in that election. If he gets the Democratic nomination, he wins. I I, I, I would super old and it's kind of a uh, he's gonna be near eighty he would election? be eighty one, I think. You think he was seventy seven during the last election. But still, regardless. I hope, I hope if he here's what I want. I want him to win and I only want him to win so as he walks up to get sworn in, you hear the curb music start. That would be awesome. And Larry David's like, oh, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> How's that uh cyborg technology coming along? I mean, he could definitely. I've seen be a Altered Carbon. I mean, uh, that seems likely. I haven't seen that yet. It's That's a great show. Good. You should watch it. I should check it out. It's great. Um, so I don't know. I think that you're gonna. F I, they're really pushing right now. I think for Joe Kennedy to be on the ticket. Um, oh yeah. In in 2020, um, he's a young guy. Here's the problem, though. I think that that is a person that is literally like Washington royalty. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Um, I think it's. Um. If he distances himself from that as much as possible and just tries to be the person he is, because he's a good guy and he has some solid views that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll regret saying this in five years. Um, like oh, I never like that guy. Um, <laughs> he's the worst. Um, no, I, from what I've seen from Joe Kennedy, I like him. He's young. He's spirited. He's a lot like uh, you know uh, JFK was. Um, kind of shake things up. I think that's what people wanted with Trump: shake things up. We're tired of the same system. Um, much like what you were saying, millennials were like, "I just want something different." Um, I don't know. I I, um, uh, I think the revolution though is in response to that. Um, it's very punk. It's very cool. Um, 
it's very reactionary. It's it's out of anger and out of uh, necessity that these kids are speaking out. Um, you saw it with with Nixon in Vietnam and Ford too. Um, that burp is going to be disgusting. <laughs> um, it's got baloney behind it. Um, nice. And then um, I think that's I think this is going to be the revolution. I really do. Um, when I think of the 70s, this late 60s, early 70s, I think of like Gil Scott Heron, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just this people were pissed at what their government was doing. And I think people weren't pissed at Obama as much as they are pissed at Trump. Um, I think a lot of people have buyer's remorse that voted for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole uh, subreddit called Trump Gret, oh, which is God. just people. <laughs> you know what's funny? Speaking back to our original topic, yeah, the yeah. circle is unbroken. Yeah. I don't get Reddit. <laughs> oh, no. That's how I knew I was old when people, my, my friends who are my age talk to me about Reddit, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, I know what it's a thing. I I just, I've never been on it. I see, like, all the, the dots and the lines and the, the page breaks in HTML, and I'm like, what is that? Is that people talking? <laughs> do, how old. do you how do you converse on that? I'm like, holy shit, I'm old. <laughs> it, and Snapchat was the other thing. When Snapchat came out, I was like, oh my god, it's a, an app I don't have and I don't understand. <laughs> and I don't know how to use it. And I was like, it, and then when somebody says it disappears, I remember thinking, oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> shit, there's no way that's possible. It, it goes somewhere. Yep. That's just going to be blackmail in yeah. like 20 years when people, when uh, kids are becoming politicians. Oh my God, yes. I can't wait. <laughs> and here's the, speaking to digital citizenship, I hope the kids, the Emma Gonzalez's and the David Hoggs and these other kids from, from Parkland are speaking out. I hope they've got good personal branding, at least from this point on, mm-hmm. because they're 17, 18, uh, some 16. Um, they make stupid mistakes and I would, right. I would never hold that against a, a conservative or a liberal kid, I would never hold that against them because kids make stupid fucking. No, choices. everybody was a kid until twenty-five. Pretty much, Every, uh, everybody was a kid at some point in time. You did so something in, stupid in, in a decade, in fifteen years, when these kids are running for office, and they will. Um, I wouldn't hold that against them. I think it's just going to be accepted. Yeah, because like, our whole life is now documented. Yeah, I left. Like, this is a perfect example of. That. I left vowels out, and in like damn near every fa- every Facebook message or status I ever wrote when I was nineteen years old. Yeah, don't hold that. I know what vowels are. Don't don't hold that against me. It <laughs> well, was, you have to be quick. Yeah, you know? exactly. It was it was saving characters, even though Facebook never was like you. That's too much. Real quick tangent. Does that bother you, either of you, if you talk to someone and they type? or text oh i don't talk to those people i stopped talking to I a girl stopped. once because she typed like she was in <laughs> yeah. middle school yeah before i met my wife before i met my wife i was on uh, uh uh the dating sites and i would just like be like hard pass yeah when they would write a certain way and if, i remember, if you can't speak right i don't want to talk to you you know and I, I try and use good grammar when i text and i do i i will i will speak that way ironically like as a oh, joke yeah. um and then my, my, it makes it harder. Like I always tell my students, I'm like, to uncapitalize a letter in Microsoft Word makes it harder. It breaks your brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Too. Or to like, when it says it's underlined in red, that means you like didn't I go, hate that. it corrected it and you went back and fixed the correction <laughs> in your mind. So I hate you're that. doing extra work. It makes me so mad. Uh, Anytime I see a red squiggle, I'm like, oh, this is the bane of my existence. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a generational thing. I think a lot of uh, kids today. Oh, shit. I said kids today. It was bound to happen. <laughs> there it is. Bound to happen. Everyone if we drink. had any more. Yeah. If we had any more, it's <laughs> time for a drink. Um, no, but I always say to the students, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, here comes the kids today moment. And they're like, oh, God. Um, 
but the, and they laugh. My students will will always laugh because they recognize that whatever it is that I'm talking about, I'm right. They usually do. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is stupid. The fidget spinners, those are dumb. No, those are dank. <laughs> I, I grew up there was a bit on uh, Letterman growing up in the 90s where uh, he found this guy in, uh, in San Francisco Manny the Hippie in Haight-Ashbury he went to Haight-Ashbury there was a hippie named Manny and Manny taught him how to speak hippie and one of the words was dank and things that were cool were dank and things that were not were swag and so, oh my god yes so years ago I'm using that now years ago when kids That's were real like swag, oh swag. It's a dank meme I was like Oh, so the other ones are swag, and the kids are like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> I actually, I actually had a kid once in class get really like flustered and say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "I'll allow it <laughs> because Fair. I had to." Fair. 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 I'm old. You guys too will notice. Uh, uh, I'm sure you noticed today with the girls at trivia. Yeah. There will be these moments where you go to buy something, or uh, I was at Ace Hardware the other day, and uh, the girl behind the counter. I said, are you married? She said, no, I'm 22. And I laughed, and I said, uh, I'm, this is going to be the point where I tell you not to get married, but uh, you get your whole life ahead of you. Get married. <laughs> She's like, why would you tell me that? I'm like, oh, because this is my third trip to Ace, and we're picking outlets, and it's crazy. <laughs> She's like, oh, one of those. Yeah, no, I'm going to get married. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Get married. <laughs> Do it. Do, Do it. it. It's great. No, it is great. It is honestly the best choice I've ever made. Um but, you know, everyone always says, like, oh, you're going to have those those moments. Don't get married. I've yet to have one of those moments. Um, it just shows it there. I, I fear that that day happens because that's when I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm old. <laughs> when you have that moment. We got, we finally got here. We got here. So, okay, last thing I want I want you to do also, is. World War II documentaries. <laughs> when you start watching I love them. I love them. <laughs> it means you're old. I watched those when I was 17. It means you're so. 45. <laughs> I've secretly Pat been Nozzle 45. Has a bit about that. He's like, oh my God, I'm 40. I like Rommel. <laughs> um, I would like for you to end your your segment here on the Junk Drawer Show okay. on a positive. Okay. What is what is something that you, what's, what's a bright spot you see for you moving forward? Whether it's personally, whether it's politically, whether it's old, I don't, whatever. Tell, give, us, well, give us a positive. Again, there were 25,000 people today at the March, um, March for Our Lives. Um, this was the first, excuse me, second March I've been to. I went to one on a uh, for actually, I've been to a couple. One on science, one for women. Um, I think there's a lot of, of motivated people in this country. You haven't seen that kind of motivation since the 60s. Um, people have not been out in droves like this since then. Um, you see smatterings of people for their causes here and there in the 90s and the 80s and in the, the aughts. The aughts, you know, <laughs> early 2000s. God, you're old. The MySpace time. No, remember, like the ninety eight percenters, the the or the 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 uh, during the housing crisis, the economic crisis, two thousand eight. Those guys that camped out, the other ninety eight percent, that's what they called themselves. Ninety nine, um, wasn't it? Ninety nine, ninety eight. Yeah, those the one percenters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did I come up with ninety eight? He uh, he misremembered. He was, was that nineties band, ninety eight degrees. Ninety eight yeah, degrees. That's yeah, what yeah. It was. Nick Lachey was Nick there. Lachey. You remember? <laughs> um, jeez. So, <laughs> the the glimmer of hope is that. Kids, kids are pissed off. Kids are making moves, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's as a teacher, that's super, super enlightening. That's super motivating because, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm doing. I'm on. I'm on social media pushing whatever articles I see. Um, but kids are out questioning things. They're saying, "No, we can do this." That's fantastic. That's truly what the, what democracy is all about. Um, other glimmers of hope. Um, 
People people are rescuing dogs. I like that. I, I like just, dogs. Whenever I like dogs. Whenever whenever I'm down, <laughs> whenever <laughs> shit is hitting the fan, whenever, you know, Trump is threatening to to not kill us all. We'll move forward with DACA or um or or is threatening to deport people or whatever. I'm like, can somebody send me a video of a rescued pit bull? And that mm-hmm. brightens my day. I think that social media as as dark as it is right now um serves an amazing purpose um to keep people connected to keep people informed but really we joke that dog videos and animal videos are are you know um are are like the 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 uh, side effect of it like oh mm-hmm. you know it's good for dog videos it really is like those <laughs> are so awesome. many and i think i think the fact that there's so many this is gonna sound so stupid this is the drumbling this is the ramblings of somebody that's either drunk or high <laughs> no man think about it um whenever when anyone <laughs> ever starts with no man think about it they're high as shit um <laughs> but if you really think about it uh, <laughs> no, no man think about it no man think about it um the fact that there are like so many viral videos of people being like i rescued this dog that's awesome Sure, people want to get their two minutes of fame to rescue this dog, but they're fucking rescuing a dog. Like I'm, I'm. It's it's earned fame. Yes, yeah, I. They feel, deserve it. I feel that um, animals have always been my biggest cause, and as as shitty as that is, as we just lost the last male rhino, white white. Uh, oh yeah, oh, I saw rhino, that. I yeah, just this that. week, uh, they're gonna be extinct. Wow. I, I'm I'm that's enraging to me, but um. And, like, I don't want to raise kids in a world where there's no polar bears or tigers. And that's a real possibility. Um, anyways, I, I, I get more and more inspired when I see the lengths people to go. Facebook and Twitter has kind of brought people together for their love of animals. And people are kind of like, I just, I realize I said that, like, super gay. Like, <laughs> love of animals. Not that. Who doesn't love animals? Not that, like. I'd go gay for animals. I love animals. That's, that's not a speciality. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Wow. No, that's mind. a different thing. Never I mind. love. That's I for love, a different No, I love. Uh, and even, like, I have, like, I have gay friends that would just be like, dude, that's gay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I love, I love animals. Um, to the point where I was driving yesterday and I, I Snapchatted my friend and I said, why is it when I see a dog? Like on the street, um, while I'm driving my car with the windows up, I will start to talk to that dog <laughs> from afar in a way that's kind of sexually harassing. Or I'm like, "Hey, look at you! Oh my, you want to be pet? Are you a you're, good boy?" And then I'll say, "You're cat calling the dog." Then I'll say things like, "You got a cute butt. <laughs> I bet you want that butt squoze. Oh, look at your butt!" And I, I catch myself doing it, and then I go, "Yeah, but I don't care because <laughs> that dog definitely wants its butt squoze." <laughs> And and then you do it. You are a good boy, aren't you? And I've noticed a trivia when I go to like uh, when I go to some places where the, they allow dogs, I will talk to the dog and not the team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do that all. Sure. The, I did that today. And I say literally today to the dog when I'm leaving and not to the people. And they're like, "Did he just not say goodbye?" Oh, <laughs> okay, that's fine. There was a uh, uh, I want I want a German Shepherd like more than anything in the I world. Saw, I, I love German Saint Shepherds. Augustine, there was a. Uh, March on down the main square of a hundred or so German Shepherds. It was like a club, a meetup. Yes. And at first I it was that. like, hey, there's one. And then they were like, hey, there's five more. <laughs> and I was like, that's interesting. And then there was just a parade of German Shepherds. Yes, please. It was so cool. I, I, I want a German Shepherd more than anything yeah, in life. Yeah. And where I did trivia today, there was a... Uh, a black and then like the paws were all brown mm-hmm. yeah and i was just like <gasps> and i went over the the people and i was like oh hey 
I'm going to pet your dog. And they were like, yeah, okay. And did not talk to them. I was like, yeah. you're so cute. <laughs> when I ask, like, hey, what's your name? And the people respond, I go, I asked the no, dog. No, it was the dog. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm talking to him and only him. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've had people, uh, I've been out to drink in uh, bars and stuff and brought my dog. And people have been like, hey, can I, can I, talk, can I pet your dog? And I'll say, sure. But then they get like way too friendly, and I find myself getting very. Protective. <laughs> uh, this is my dog. On two occasions, I've had people try and make out with my dog, and I'm like, "You need to get the hell!" And my she's in my wife's lap, and I'm like, "You're too close to both the two things I love the most in this world." Get away from both of them. Get out of here. Oh, good times. Dank. Well, thank you. Dank. 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 Not swag. <laughs> this was dank. So thank you, sir, for coming on. My pleasure. Thank we're you. We're gonna for me. we're gonna have you sign the table yeah. and uh, and post all that good stuff on on the social media. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for for checking everything out. Uh, like, subscribe, share. Um, we should finally be on uh, iTunes and Google Play. And we've been talking about places. it for like weeks. When yeah, but now I'm actually gonna do it because I have does, the videos. Uh, when up. does Spotify happen? Uh, eventually. Is that, like, is that too rich? I mean, no. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's a uh, hundred dollars a year, something like that. Definitely, really? yeah, definitely. Oh, you have to pay to yeah to be on Spotify. Mm. You do ball hair. Well, you guys gonna get a couple more followers. For yeah, that well, to happen. more than fifteen. Yeah, more than yeah, we're at fifteen right now. Yeah. So definitely I'm, subscribe I'm, to I us. I think I'm twelve. Yeah. Are you number twelve? I don't know. Uh, You're he number does, twelve in my he's heart. Probably not even subscribe. <sighs> but anyway, follow us, like us, uh, give us a hug, shout out to us, Thanks to you guys. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, thanks a lot. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time with someone that's less informed than Sam. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. All right.